What's going on, everybody? Cali, 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 podcast back once again, episode 119. I'm your host, Anthony Trapani. What's going on, y'all? I am always joined by resident homies tonight. I'm joined by the full force, all four of us together. We got Casey, Joel, and Joseph with us tonight. What's going yeah. on, y'all? And the dog named Cali. And yeah. Callie, you got a dog named Callie. Yep. You know what's funny is I noticed you guys were all looking down, but the intro for the flyer was just black. I, I <laughs> no, I wasn't looking down. I saw that, and I was like, mm, <laughs> "Are you serious? Somebody missed this yeah, section of this intro tonight." But uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> eventually, we'll get this thing back to what it was, guys. <laughs> Last four weeks, we've been trying to hold it together. It will eventually uh, be back to the glory that it was once was. No, I'm just joking. We're it's I, always glorious here with the sandals in the chat. What up, Jedi Grind? But yeah, like I said, we're here as always. It's another Thursday night uh, for us in Cali. It is actually a Friday morning for our guest. He is up early at the crack of dawn to get lovely. on Cali Death. And, lovely and, and early. Five a.m. We are very, very happy to have him tonight. We got Sean Hines from Metal Blades Ingested. What's going on, brother? Good morning, good evening, everybody. How are you? Yes, yes, we're good great, morning. dude. And I'm glad that you're uh, with us tonight. No doubt. I'm digging your uh, shirt. I love a uh, little gorgasm action. I'll represent. And, uh, yes, yes. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming on with us, dude, for sure. And um, you get you guys are getting ready to go out on a big fucking run with Cannibal in like a week, right? It is a week, yeah. Nice. About How, six six weeks long, I think the whole tour is. Right, dude. Yeah. I was gonna say at least a month and a half, dude. Yeah. You guys are tearing through Europe on that one, and that's that's sick, dude. It um I I, I enjoy that and I want to get into that because that's like where we're at now. But obviously, like before we do the timeline and all that, we got to do the plugs. So let's do the plugs real quick. Boom. Uh, Battleforgecoffee.com, as always, up top, our homies in Deeds of Flesh. Give me that (laughs) coffee. Grind that shit up. Drink it. And uh, feel fucking technical and brutal while you're drinking it. And uh, buy a shirt or a mug while you're there too. And then, yeah, come come to twitch.tv slash Cali Death Podcast if you want to be here for the live shit. We're doing it live every Thursday night, roughly around 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Tonight's a different story, but we're either way, it's going to be Thursday nights, Cali time between six and nine wherever we can find a window to start so come check us out there subscribe um youtube subscribe all that stuff we we've had a channel there since the beginning help us out with those numbers and last thing if you want to spend your money on us you got to go to calideathpodcast.bigcartel.com and we got a couple t-shirts there for you guys a full color two-year anniversary zombie design and then the og joseph's got it up in there in the left hand corner right there boom yep that's that full color design from triple sace design shout out and uh 
yeah dude we got we got those we got the og joseph's pulling it out right now og logo on the right chest for all you guitar players and represent big on the back right there boom you guys can buy all that at calideathpodcast.bigcartel.com it it definitely helps the show out no doubt this thing isn't free and uh we're running medium to low on those inventories so jump on it quicker than can i plug can i plug my upcoming show do it all right uh playing a show double duty set with uh dreamer and lasted lucy it'll be sunday march 12th in long beach so that's a local show for me uh we are also playing the day before but just the last of lucy uh monday sorry saturday march 11th in san diego uh that is also with the headliner band ethereus um but definitely you know trying to especially spotlight the local show because it's the first ever dreamer show and i'm doing back-to-back sets so please come hang out on a sunday in long beach at supply and demand would love to see a lot of people out rolls, dude mm-hmm. double duty and he'll mm-hmm. handle it no problem. I've seen him in action, guys. Shout out to Fisherman Joe six six. Yes, dude. <laughs> Live tagging may need to happen, but you can you can strike that as soon as you you uh, press that button. Yeah, but, I mean, you can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can push the professor into action just That's with true. the click of a button. I'll do it. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, uh, uh, yep. uh, anything else, Joseph? No, that's all on this side. Cool, dude. Uh, I was going to just throw it over to Sean. Uh, ingested merch. Where do we go for that? Um, IndieMerchStore.com for all the people in the States. Uh, you can head to ingested.co.uk. And there's some links there for some British merch. We're on Impericon in mainland Europe. Uh, Vicious Instinct in Australia. I think that's it. Nice. Nice. Right on. Hell yeah, guys. Well, uh, yeah, dude, again, I've said it 14 times, but I'm going to say it 15. Thank you so much, Sean, for being with us. And uh, I'm glad that I made it to nine without being a belligerent idiot. I've been having a couple (laughs) of beers waiting for this thing. I was thinking about like 9 p.m. God damn, dude, we start at seven. How am I going to pace myself until 9 p.m. and not (laughs) look like a clown as soon as it starts? But I've actually did pretty good tonight, so... Cheers to me. Congratulations. I, I'm I am in <laughs> I am in human form still able to talk to you guys at this moment. I don't know about an hour from now though. Um <laughs> that's why you got us, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's Can just, I, that's, that's what the shoes on for once, Anthony. Come on. What up, Joseph? Nah, dude. I'm going, I'm going sand. I got two layers of socks, still got sandals on. <laughs> I, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm checking the chat. I'm noticing people mentioning the ingested devourment US tour that's in nice. May. Yeah, man. Ooh, yeah. Dude. One I wanna... week off after we do Calamal Corpse and we go straight to the States to do that one. So Jesus. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to uh shout out Angel Ocha, my singer in uh Disgorge, who's um <laughs> going to be uh covering devourment vocals on that tour and i'm sure he'll be a lot of fun to tour with so shout out angel hey angel's always the guy that i've since uh we saw to violently vomit in vegas i've told angel i want him on this show 
he always finds an excuse. I know but he's we'll get him. Give him a couple. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's a very busy guy. He's very yeah, busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's all good, but I do want to talk to him because he's a great dude. Um, I, I spent some time with him in Vegas, like I said, and um, I enjoyed his company, and I'd love to hear his story. So, one day. Yeah, he's been busy with cephalotripsy, and they're doing a lot right now as well. So, um, I'm catching them in April in L.A. But, uh, yeah, dude, the Devourment Ingested run with how many other bands? There was like a bunch of sick bands on that, I believe. On the main billets, um it's got obviously us two, um, extermination, dismemberment, and organectomy. Mm. But then there's like regional bands for certain areas. We've got I Declare War in like Portland and stuff. Um, we've got Peeling Flesh, which is like a slam band from Texas in the Texas dates. We've got Implosive Discordance in Florida. And then there's one more that's not been announced yet, which we can't say just yet, but that should be <laughs> yeah. cool. Right Tell on. us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's suspenseful. Yeah, yeah. That's like good. the slammiest tour I've ever heard, dude. That's <laughs> lots and lots of fucking breakdowns. On gonna that be show. a lot of those brim hats lot, with the lot of dead brain cells at that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, that's sick, dude. That's awesome, dude. And and I would love to. Is there Cali dates on that at all? Yeah. That are not uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, we're doing. Oh God. I think we're doing LA, maybe San Francisco, maybe. I'll check. I can't remember. If you're in Frisco, dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be super sick. I'll I'll check that out for sure. Frisco's not really in, like the spot to hit anymore on tours. We've talked about it before on shows, but I've been and, once. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just not like the hot spot to hit in Northern California yeah. anymore. You Big know? shows go there, like bigger, like hitting the bigger Regency like and stuff like that they'll go there but like for smaller stuff it usually goes to sacramento or san jose or santa cruz yeah it's crazy living in southern california we're just like oh what are you talking about <laughs> well, it I mean, used to be san like diego, that for me, though, too. if it's san diego and it's not la then you gotta no no go, but well, we, drive. never it doesn't come to san diego ever like it's always oh like, yeah oh yeah yeah That's la or, or i mean orange county la it's like yeah well this one is actually uh anaheim chain reaction on oh shit yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is like twenty five minutes from me, so I'll probably be there. Oh, yeah. So I could go to Disneyland and go see Injustice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one's going to be considerably more cheaper, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> I've been watching recently, dude. Yeah. yeah. Man, why do they still do shows at Disneyland? Like I saw Morbid Angel and Suffocation at Disneyland. You know, the no, House the of Blues. Last, mean the last yeah. time I House heard about that. that I mean, that was the oh, thing, no. but I remember Faceless was on a tour and it got so. canceled because they were touring with somebody. I forget who it was, but Satanic somebody, Lyrics. Yeah, yeah somebody yeah, read yeah. the lyrics of a band and said, nope, you guys are I think it coming. was Faceless. I think they're the ones that got fucked with. I think they were headlining or something, but it it's, was... The, faceless isn't Satanic. But they were, they, were doing the auto, they were doing the auto-theist stuff, and that's uh, like obviously... Uh, anti-religious, Yeah, maybe? yeah. Or it's yeah. just... Yeah. Uh, well, that's weird. It'd be, it'd be weird for Disney to be a corporation that it, you know um, employs so many uh, LGBTQ type people, and then be like, "Oh, we're super religious, dude." No, you can't. I don't know if you've heard, <laughs> like... but the Disney Corporation doesn't know what the fuck to do with culture these days. They're split. 
like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't all fit together nice what what it is really is guys they don't fucking care about any of it it's where they get the most money from so they're going to lean towards wherever they're going to be able to siphon the most money out or not lose as much family money, friendly you know? yeah. friendly mm-hmm. family friendly friendly family friendly, friendly. friendly. Yeah. If, all right if that ends up making the most yeah, money it's true. Yeah. yeah all right this podcast isn't about fucking corporate America. This podcast <laughs> isn't about fucking Disney. Oh, this podcast yeah. is about fucking ingested, dude. And tonight we have Sean Hines with us to to tell us about ingested and tell us about Sean Hines. So, <laughs> oh, my exciting life! Can't wait to tell you about a lot. <laughs> no, dude, we're we're genuinely interested in it. We always like to dig into the person, dude. So. And wants to know where you were born, and <laughs> yeah, I will ask you probably where you were all growing up. But yeah, dude, yeah. like that first question we always ask: take us back to that childhood where you heard something that made you be like, "What the fuck? What 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 is? I, I I like the sound of this, you know." And and takes your attention away from whatever you were doing. I mean, my dad used to work on radio, so. There was always music in the house and the house that I grew up in. And he always had a massive stereo system and just CDs and records everywhere. So I'd just like take it upon myself to just listen to stuff and figure it out, that kind of thing. So then all my earliest musical memories is like like Michael Jackson, you know, yeah, Beatles, cool. that kind of stuff. But um I seem to remember like always being drawn to the unusual kind of things that were that were kind of there. So I remember like, remember there being a body count CD there and um, mm. like iced tea and stuff like, so I always kind of like started just delving in my own, my own little world there. But my main first love of music, because obviously, like I said, that like we had the Beatles there, but my brother is like 18 months older than me and he was way into like Beatles and stuff. So he was always with Beatles and that was not really my bag. And my, uh, my mate at school had a, an older brother. And um, he gave me a tape, which was the Prodigy. I don't know if you're familiar. They're like he's like a, a dance act from yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fire starter, me, yeah, Fire exactly. Fuck yeah. Gave me a, their first album on tape, and like I remember like putting it in and not understanding what I was listening to, but saying I loved it just because it was like oh, I found my own thing, and I was like you know seven or eight, and I was like check this out. So and that was like, like mom, check this out, smack my bitch yeah. up. But well, that wasn't out at that point. It's like. This That's is like cool. 94, 93, oh, 94. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. not even Jilted had come out, which is one of their like breakthrough albums. But yeah, I remember going, Dad, I like this. He went, are you sure? Went, yeah. So he just got every single that was out at that moment in time and just gave him to me. I had a pile of Prodigy stuff. So oh, it was like yeah. my first love for... For the first I mean, what, what was the one with the crab on the f- cover? That, that's what he's talking Fat about. Fat of the Land. That's yeah, like 97. Yep. That's yeah, like, I remember. I, I remember getting a uh, Firestarter was big on the was on big on the radio, and yeah. um, I went to like Circuit City, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, buy the single only because there's no album, so I just get the single, you know, like, and I remember buying that, just being like, I'm, like waiting for their like their full length with all the with breathe right, they had breathe yep. and they had yep. smack my bitch up and stuff. That was that was huge back in the day. That's cool, Keith. That sample he got a bunch of money for that, like. That's oh really? Ultramagnetic MCs is where that comes from. From New York, fucking Anthony knows. Yeah, yeah. straight up fucking hip hop from New York, dude. Smack, you know, whatever that. Smack my thing. bitch up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sample he got paid like 20, 30 
40 grand for that or something like I don't yeah. know, some good amount of money for that like they made like nine min- 90 million off of it it sounds like <laughs> who knows who knows, who knows? Yeah. That's funny. Also, cool, cool. Yes, dude. We, no, got, some, I love cool we got some fans in the in the chat, dude. Doctor Octagon. Yes, all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Doctor Octagon. Doctor Dude. Don't dude. know about Cool Keith and Ultra Magnetic MCs. Need to yeah. fucking New York shit. Get the books again, and, dude. Yeah, but that sample. Yeah. Anyways, Prodigy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Prodigy. So you get a bunch of Prodigy stuff. You're like getting old albums. Getting so that's like basically the first style of music that you were like obsessed with, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it was obviously a lot different than what i'd i'd heard around the house mm. i was i've always felt like i was being pulled in some sort of extreme way do you know what i mean because it's not like a normal it's not a lot it's not a normal band for an eight-year-old right. to no, be obsessed aggressive. about but yeah. yeah but my dad i mean my dad took me to took me to one of their gigs in blackpool and i was like by far the youngest person there I, you know i think back to it now i'm like I don't actually know how he got me in because it was a big like pill culture back then. Like there's a lot of drugs flying around. Mm. And so I guess it was the nineties. It's like, no one cares. It's like, cool, whatever. But yeah, I remember that man. But yeah, I mean, I just pick up certain stuff. Obviously my dad had an ear for stuff and he go, well, he clearly likes weird shit. So I'll just, yeah. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? So like the, the earlier CDs I actually remember, which flipped me towards metal as well was, um, I had a promotional, um, copy of, Astro Creep 2000 White Zombie. Nice. Okay. Oh, so I remember, that, I remember jamming that, and I remember there was, um, he had a Kerrang CD, I think again around 94, that had like yeah. um, Body Count. Um, and this yeah. is still your brother that's, that you're talking about? No, this is my dad feeding me all this oh, stuff. Oh, it's my, your my dad. Brother was, my brother was, cool, yeah, me, my brother was, was off to his own man, thing. Man, 18 months ahead, and he's already. No, no. Like... <laughs> no, I just didn't want to get on board with what he was into because Oasis was big for him as well, and it's like, yeah, I, I know I needed something uh, a little more different, but yeah, man, there was. I said sick. maybe. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, it was cool, you, man. You heard that in your next room, you're like, nah, fuck that, dude. No, no. <laughs> I'm good. Nah, oh, I, I, I like Oasis, but it, yeah, I, I, like I, I wanted to have, I wanted to have my own thing. Do you know what I mean? No, that that no, that no. actually that singer the singer guy is like kind of like a scary dude he's kind of death metal a little bit he like fights <laughs> like paparazzi and shit and yeah like... they're, they're both pretty mental <laughs> yeah yeah totally they're both typical mancunians to be fair so <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is a difference between being death metal and being psycho <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably yeah <laughs> so when I do mean, you remember getting into metal like i said so i guess i guess the white zombie would kind of count as that thing, but I still, I still like the mm. prodigy through the nineties. But oh. did you listen to more human than human more than yeah. other songs on an album? Well, that I had that on. That was the first one I heard because it became a album, single. I listened yeah. to that that song way more times. Yeah, <laughs> I had that shirt. Man. It sounded more like Les Claypool. Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. But no, like that the that riff like totally well, there was a movie that it was in when it came out too. I forget what it was. I mean, I remember I remember it was, was in a, was it was probably some like tank girl or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, Brendan, what's that? What's the what's the one with Brendan Fraser? The where they're trying to be like rock stars and they're breaking oh, in yeah. um, Air Airheads? Oh, Air, Airheads. Airheads. Was it? Airheads. No, was it wasn't it? in Airheads. Oh yeah, yeah, it was li- they played it live in Airheads. And then really? that's, when, that's when Chris Farley rips out the nipple rings. Come on. You guys watch movies? Yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I don't watch movies, dude, because this is all like 
floating back to me and i forgot that that's the song that oh. is live though it's like a live version of it though that's oh, cool. it's like nice. he like walks into a concert and he like when the guy grabs uh chris farley's like his badge and then yeah. bends it and he goes what are you gonna do about that and then chris farley rips his nipple rings out he's all he's all improvised <laughs> oh, shit. Like yeah, yeah you guys seen the kids in the hall of brain candy with the dude like da, 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 da. like some days it's dark and that whole song is good one. That heavy thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was Have you ever good. seen Kids in the Hall Brain Pacific. Candy, dude? No, I mean, yeah, seen. yeah, for sure. Like long. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. long years, a while. long, long oh, amount of time ago. But yes, I have. A while. But I can't even remember fucking Airheads either, dude. So uh, you can't get mad at me for anything. Spinal I don't remember Spinal anything. Airheads. That's the whole point. I don't remember anything. It's all the same shit. So I should have asked, uh, when did you get into extreme metal? That's what I meant by my question. Um, well, I'm just trying to think back, like what was the turning point? I think. Yeah, you want to let's grab, let's be, let's get up to it though. Let's build up to it. So, White Zombie was your like in beginning of that, and like let's yeah. talk, talk about how it snowballed and shit. Um, Slipknot probably. Yeah. I'm just trying so how to think old? Are, how old are you, Sean? I'm 36. Yeah, I'm oh, okay. 36. Yeah, so, so we're right, we're right there at the same age. I'm 38. So yeah. So yeah, I think towards the late 90s, that's kind of because it, it was, you know, as a kid, you're like, what the fuck is this? It's just load of these crazy dudes in masks. And right. um, I that's probably have to go. Was, I probably have to say Slimmer was probably, which probably grabbed me into really going down the metal route, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was the perfect time for like. You know, I definitely got sucked into the new metal thing. You know, it was corn and lip biscuit and all that kind of stuff. No and, doubt, dude. Um, but that, again, like in the, two or in the three same years breath, of my life too. But exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but on the flip side, it, like I said, because my dad was worked on radio, he'd always get a lot of stuff, and he had a lot of connections with Roadrunner. So I'd get, you know, I'd get all sorts of stuff. Like one of the main bands I remember was Chimera. That I was massively into. Yeah, um, that kind of thing. So I'll probably say turn of yeah. It's, maybe 2000 2001 was where i started to kind of dip a little further i remember just back in the uh, you guys will remember if you i didn't have the internet anyway so i didn't really know what was going on and i'd just go into like hmv which is you know which is one of our biggest music stores which was one of our biggest music stores and virgin records and all that kind of thing and right just kind of grab and just guess because back then you could you could play the cd before you bought it so you could just kind of test oh, out a load yeah. of stuff so yeah you know, there's that kind of thing. I remember getting into my mate at the time. He he was uh, big into like MSM Messenger and talking to people. And there was a guy that used to like, obviously a lot older than us, would feed him a load of stuff. Like, check this out, check this out, check this out. And I remember him sending us dying fetus, kill your mother, rape your dog. At one point, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? I know. This, yeah. this is great. Give it me. You're introduced to so many levels of things that you've never yeah. even seen. Yeah. There's he a blew. song called "Kill Your Mother, Rape yeah. Your Dog." Dude. My head was like, blown, and it was like fucking less than two minutes long. I was like, this is this is crazy. I know. First, you just see the song name, and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? It's like what grabs you. It's like what uh, I'm wearing a DSI shirt. I remember seeing deicide and the, the one song that got me like that was kill the christian yeah <laughs> i was like jesus christ it's like, going right for the it's going right for it man like it's going like for really? <laughs> yeah it's just like let's just go ahead and take care of this <laughs> like, you gotta see what this is all about yeah yeah oh, totally and that was that's yeah. the same thing though is what you're talking about kill your mother rape your dog like 
as at the there's like Slipknot songs where it's like eyeless and stuff, you know, yeah. back on the first album and stuff, and then like all of a sudden you're just like jumping forward to like the most brutal name you've ever heard. You're like, yeah. I don't know if I want to listen. Shout to out to that guy yeah. and guys like him though that are the older dudes feeding the stuff to the younger <laughs> generation. Like even though it yeah. is a song called "Kill Your Mother, Rip Your Dog," <laughs> and if you were from outside of our community, that would look like something probably more like criminal but <laughs> at least that song name is older back- guy sending a younger kid something at least it's not a backwards i think it's the part of the joke of it it's not like rape your mother no i know but <laughs> i'm saying if fucking uh karen the christian lady oh yeah saw her son get a, a message from some guy on S- msn and said check out this song kill your mother rape your dog like, <laughs> that would that would start some serious shit in that household but yeah. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying from my point of view is it's just a dude who is from the older generation passing the torch down to the younger generation to keep this thing alive, dude. That's really what it's all about, dude. He's he is doing his part to make sure that this art form isn't forgotten, even though it's never going to be forgotten because it 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 strives to always stay afloat but i'm just saying like that part of it is those older dudes that are saying hey younger kids check out dying fetus you know <laughs> <laughs> yep it's like a one-up thing yeah no it's not even a one-up thing it's just passing it along like making sure that the younger kids don't forget about this extreme shit that he's into. But you if know? you're into dying fetus and then you have your butt, like you're the younger person's listening to Slipknot, you're like, bro, like, I got this thing. <laughs> Listen to this growl, bro. Yeah, I know. And like, first, you know. Everybody's first time they hear John Gallagher on vocals, you're just like, what the fuck? My life so, has changed again. Yeah, yeah. When I see Joel's shirt with like the the DSI logo, I'm just like, okay, what's underneath? Like some like joke, like it's like a no, no, banana and like a, no, a spears or a, something. Once, once upon the cross, like reissue. I just saw oh, it it's like, like legit shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, no, no, yeah. I got I got another one coming. That's uh, I already told everyone, but it's a uh, it's the fucking it's a uh, display of power. Yeah, it's yeah. older display of power, and it's got it's got him, you know that the cover with him getting punched and stuff. And it says Smash Mouth. <laughs> and then the, the, I had to order it immediately when I saw it. Yeah, this, yeah, this company does it like where it's only sold for an hour and then they stop sales. Yeah. And it's just all somebody once told me is the album title. And I was like, yeah, it, dude. I is that like a meth it. syndicate shirt or something? Yeah, it's meth syndicate. Yeah, That's yeah. Exactly I know, what it is. I know yeah, those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time they like put yeah, something up, I'm like, like, I think they got me first with the Tom Hanks is pissing. Just yeah. Like different. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I was like, I need. What the fuck is this company? This is fucking, it's fucking amazing. That shit, man. <laughs> and I wore it around Psychofest uh, in uh, Vegas, and I got stopped like fifty times. People were like, yeah. "That's fucking hilarious." So I'm like, right, right. But then I was tired of talking about it. I'm like, I'm gonna go put on a death metal shirt. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But anyway, so Slipknot and stuff like that. Yeah. You get into like kind the, of the new, new metal, metal phase, phase that we all yeah. went through. Yep. I don't think I really knew what I was doing in terms of there wasn't like. I didn't gravitate towards a particular scene because I may, I didn't understand what that was. I was just listening to music. But yeah. I kind of remember like grabbing a contaminated CD, which was a relapse compilation Fuck in yeah. the early 2000s. And it had like that opened it up. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, suffocation, dude. pig destroyer, Nile, skinless, felt carnage. Great, there was a double disc sometimes. Yep. Yeah, and, this and one was double. Dude, you, you got at least two songs from each 
band that was on that thing and it was it was just such a a giant dump of information when it was wild and and there it was such good information for us metalheads who were just hungry all the time dude yeah hungry all the time for for new shit and those they they tapped that vein very nicely with those compilations dude so with that, I was straight attached to the label then at that point. So I kind of just, I think I kind of started to understand that, oh, I like all these bands that are related with this label. I wonder if there's more that are with a different label kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, what about like the more experimental side of Relapse? Like what what's your exper- experimental aspects of Relapse that you like? Like my one of my favorites. Dillinger, probably. Dillinger. Oh, yeah. Cephalic, Cephalic, exit 13 to take it back to the you know earlier days of the record label but yeah by the sun that really everything we just mentioned though is is the perfect example of to show you what relapse is all about they are an um an expansive library of the what's bubbling underneath you know yeah that what you just dig underneath the dirt a little bit and you'll find all this crazy shit and actually you don't even have to dig that far because we're going to give you a double disc (laughs) we're going to give it to you right on the surface dude and and we're going to we're going to show you everything that if you just dig did they have a death was it out of death metal magazines and shit because i know that like there'd be like before i went into death metal there was metal magazines that had at the very end had a little compilation thing was the contamination the same way or is it just a random compilation that was sold separately i think it was sold separately right yeah and it was yeah. cheap yeah i picked mine up at hmv it was actually sold in stores okay okay Got yeah they'd sell, and they would sell it cheap too it'd be like yeah, a little disc for like eight bucks or something like that like brand yeah because they obviously just wanted it out there and and a guy like me it, it worked perfectly because i i purchased albums from multiple bands on those compilations you know so it that 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 way of business before the internet was definitely the way to go. So I remember spending like thirty dollars on albums sometimes. Yeah. Like it was like back in the day, it was like when CDs were so. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say new, but just like in their height. Like it was like I would go, oh, the new release at Sam Goody. It's like it's twenty three ninety twenty four ninety nine <laughs> something like that. And I'd be like, uh, okay, well, I guess I really need this. Like this three eleven album, I need this right now. <laughs> and uh, but it but would then, be like, but then yeah. you get a, you grow up and you get to like the Amoebas or the other places where they sell used discs and all that stuff, and you'd be like, all right, here's the discs that I want to trade in for a dollar a piece. Yeah, did you guys have a like an, a buy and sell like used kind of stuff in UK? Yeah, we had there was one in manchester that i used to go to called cd and vinyl exchange and uh-huh. yeah i got a lot from there i got a lot from there man there was yeah. there was a specific extreme section that i just take a punt for like fucking seven quid do you know what i mean yeah Definitely. yeah yeah totally and that's like i mean that's what you do back in the day it's like you'd buy oh, yeah. you take a bunch of risks and stuff and you if yeah. you don't like it then you're like whatever i'll get like a tenth back for this but i'll take a bunch of them back and then i'll get one other one and then it's like a constant like uh but- pre napster kind of thing yeah but there's a high to it dude it it really is a drug because you'd you would go to these places and you would have your list here's a list of things that i'm going to be looking for Mm. 
plus I'm gonna flip through every single fucking CD that they have because the way that they set it up is they um they would alphabetize all the records or, or CDs and then they'd have miscellaneous sections for each letter and then you go to the U section and it would just be like miscellaneous for each letter and you got to flip through every single one yeah. to make sure you didn't fucking leave something behind and then you get that that gem there's so many times this happened but you get that gem that you were either looking for or you didn't realize that it was going to be there and you, it's it's within your price range and you get to take it home and listen to it dude and that that really is is better than like i mean it's not really better than hitting like a jackpot in vegas because you get to take home a lot more money from a jackpot but i'm when saying you're younger like, that's a jackpot though there's no other you don't you're not hitting fucking you're not playing slots at that age you know i mean you like, can't really and you can't really measure the feeling that you're getting from that too like it may be a jackpot in serotonin and oxytocin and all that kind of shit that you're you're feeling when you get it but like finding that early you know rare release i i, I got uh incantation record that there's only 666 copies and underneath the cd is fingerprinted in goat's blood and all this kind of shit and you, i got it for like eight bucks used for am in uh, amoeba and you're just like this is priceless for eight dollars you know i don't know I, I, i'm trying to sell it to the old kid the, the younger kids that don't fucking buy cds i'm like this is why we enjoy it so much but yeah it's just a nostalgic thing that we're always going to talk about on this show totally it, we've talked about it fucking so many times but it's just something that makes us happy to think about those times in our lives when it was like oh dude we're going to street light dude i got 40 dollars right now i'm yeah I, my you gotta I count I, for tax make sure taxes pay yeah yeah like whatever I, yeah exactly <laughs> dude you're doing all those calculations before you get there and then you still end up getting to the point where you're like oh i got i got i gotta either leave this one here or this one here you know so sean i mean sean i mean going back to that i mean so with relapse so you said you were you were just downloading all of relapse like that was like your thing what was downloads the next? i mean i mean uh, into the brain sorry um I mean, uh, you're you're absorbing all of all of relapse into ah. your brain, and yeah, then yeah. what's what's the next label after that that you were kind of like? Because it starts at a label. Like for me, it was like earache and what, all the big ones, and then it went to relapse, and then yeah. it went to like unique leader, and then it went to like other things. So like, where was the the next step for you? I'm just trying to think because obviously, if I bought relapse record stuff, I'm trying to think what bands would have. I got suffocation, dying fetus, and then what we used to do back in the days: go and look at the bands, thanks in the back of the booklet and then start looking in there and seeing what's going on there. Yeah. And I think you'd see the same certain bands and stuff like that. And I remember maybe then switching to like, like fucking Alex Webster used to wear seven savior shirts live and stuff like that. So I kind of like, I had, I had that live candles and DVD and, you know, mm -hmm. seeing, you know, see them live and stuff like that. So you just go like, what's that band? Oh, vile. Let's get that. Oh, seven savior. What's that? So then I yeah. probably, I probably think I went down the, the unit leader route pretty soon after that mm -hmm. in terms of yeah that's like the same natural progression i had too it was like yeah it was like relapse then nuclear blast a little bit then i found unique leader and was like okay well anything that says that record label on the back i am and it's in a record store and i'm holding it i'm purchasing it yeah and just taking that risk because it's on the label that the 
put out three or four bands that I'm obsessed with. So this is happening it, next. It is funny how you look at record labels like that. It's like Metal Blade is a guy, uh, a, a record label is, that is just like, hey, we're fucking sick, dude. We're going to do <laughs> what we fucking put out and it doesn't fucking matter what you say. And then Relapse is like, hey, we're fucking sick, but we also enjoy hearing about from what you guys want and and we're all in this together type mentality like avant-garde being not even that i'm just saying like you feel more involved on the level of relapse even though it's a bigger label it's like yeah because metal blade will release like huge shit like yeah like like a not like the not gonna say nickelback but just like not sorry ryan but uh (laughs) just just huge bands that are like you know like the pop stuff but they also have like they have tears because they're so big that they could have like the stuff that's like yeah mon marth stuff that everyone knows and then like there's go a little down the list it's like oh shit they're signing some cool shit on kind of the lower levels of like the bands that people don't know and then you're like you know it's kind of like the it's kind of like i don't know like moving up in a career you're like all right well, I went to Unique Leader, and now I got you know I got promoted. To, <laughs> I know, but we're talking about yeah. you're gonna have more of a connection when you whittle yourself down to well, at least at this time when that he's talking about Unique Leader. At, you know, earlier in his life, that was just like, hey, yo, everybody's welcome. We're all fucking having a party over here, and and you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's more interactive the further you go down the rabbit hole you know what i'm saying like metal blaze like i'm not it's whatever relapse is like hey what's up guys and you suck yo we gotta hang out dude like (laughs) come come down to this level we're here it's party we got a fucking keg going like you guys are all welcome you know there's a particular type of person that's or a group of people that are obsessed with a with a label like that. Yeah. You know I mean, you, you know the people that are there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, ah, yeah. you need leader. Okay. I know. Yep. Totally. totally. You jump through like super, certain hoops that you need to jump through socially or it's just like, yeah. those are non-existent because once you get to the, down to that level where we all know we're into unique leadership, then it's like, yeah. oh, dude, that's a, that's a leveled the playing field so much before we even talk to each other because that's that such a big commonality that we have you know yeah i mean it is leveling up because i know that when i used to go to shows at the pound and stuff i would see people like everyone had a cannibal corp shirt a nile shirt then i started seeing severed savior severed savior severed savior and i was like oh it's just a local band that's like getting some traction it was like severed savior like every show i'd go to was just full of severed savior shirts and i was like all right what the fuck like i guess i'll check them out and then i checked them out and i was like what the fuck is this i was like because i was like trying to like i was like learning cannibal stuff at the time at my house just like you know every time i got off school and i would just see those shirts constantly and they were like the big splash white print in the front you know and i was like they look you know pretty cool but it's doesn't look professional yet you know i'm not gonna give it a time of day or something i don't know i had like my own assumptions i was making about it then i heard it and was like, okay, well, that's actually led me into Unique Leader. I was like, okay, well, this is a local San Francisco band, so obviously everyone's, everyone's got the shirt, so I get it. But like, once I heard it, I was like, and the, the, they first they said technical death metal was the first time I ever heard that coined on their website, and I was like, technical, okay, well, let's keep going. And then like Unique Leader, I saw the logo on the back, and then I was like, all right, I'll check that out. And then Spawn Obsession. And everything started hitting from there, you know. It was like, dude. So wait, both. I didn't know that severed was your your introduction to down that rabbit hole. 
I'm pretty sure because I would go to shows that at uh the pound all the time and we'd go to see like you know cannibal corpse or nile or you know like the morbid angel stuff like that and everyone had severed shirts on not everyone but a ton of them i would see them everywhere and i was like huh and i just went to the what the internet and was like severedsavior.com or whatever because it was they had their own domain <laughs> yeah. at the time and it was fucking like insane i was like this is like a band from around here this is fucked up dude we like i don't think i'm ever gonna be able to be in a band this band's like already crushed everything this sucks you now kid uh i'm wearing a dsi shirt got some titties <laughs> <laughs> so right, back, let's get back on sean again all right so that that was unfolding for you you were falling quicker down the rabbit hole than you thought you were going to be once you got the itch for metal right because that's how yeah. it, all of us really felt it like once it, it grabbed a hold of us we it that uh effect of just like diving swan diving into it all and just letting it take you that's kind of what happened to me at least once i yeah. was fully for fully into it dude i was just like dude i'm i'm a metal kid boom and just jumped into the fucking uh, ball pit and just let it engulf me you know yeah the um the elitist hat kind of came on early at that time as well which is i think we all go through that a little bit when we're younger and stuff like that like we've got this sense oh we're better than you you like this ah, i like this this is way yeah, better yeah. than what you're listening yeah, to yeah, yeah. so i was kind of stuck within that thing there the once once unit leave the door open i was like looking at unmatched brutality records and just it was just i was just in the underground scene and then i was just stuck in that's what I, that's all I wanted to listen to and, and consume. Yeah. So, brutal, and what age were you? Sorry, Joseph, go ahead. Oh, just I was just saying, like getting into more like as brutal as you can go, that okay. kind of elitism. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So how old were you at that time? Would have probably been 18, 19, somewhere okay. around there. Mm -hmm. So when did uh playing an instrument come in? Well, my brother, my brother always played guitar. Like I said before, he's into Oasis, Beatles, so he always had a guitar in the nineties, just jamming chords and stuff like that. And I just did not give a shit, did not care about it whatsoever. I remember my dad mm -hmm. trying to approach me numerous times over the nineties, trying, do you, want, do you want to play bass? Do you want to play this? Do you want to try this? And I was like, no, I just want to play guns and play my <laughs> Nintendo. I don't care, yeah. that kind of shit. But um, well, obviously, once I started getting into metal, and I said more specifically around the new metal phase, where I was like. Yeah, I think I, I want to do this. I want to try and do this. So I ended up buying a bass off off one of my friends in my school. And so I started off in bass. And I had a friend across the road where I lived, which eventually became the, the Jesse guitar player. And me and him just used to jam. He played guitar, I played bass. And I think back now, I'm like, we're in the completely wrong tunings because I had a five-string bass, so it was at least in B. And he had a six-string guitar, which was probably in drop D. And like, we didn't have a fucking clue what we were doing, man. We were just trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah no totally dude i mean i love that that i for for a couple of dudes to have the drive to get together and make music before they even know how to make music that's actually exciting sounding you know yeah it really is because it, it's guys that have they they have the drive to do it but they just don't have the skill yet which which i would rather have the drive first and the skill first, right? Yeah. 
Yep. Because if you have the skill first and you don't have the drive to use the skill, what the fuck does the skill matter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything we created back then was utterly diabolical. It was just, it was awful. Because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. I, I didn't learn to play guitar or bass. I mean, the guy that, the, the, the our ex-guitar player, Sam, who I grew up playing with, he had a few lessons in school. But it's not like we were a, we were trying to trying to do anything fucking mental, no, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just trying to fucking get abrasive and get aggressive together and just you, trying to play yeah. corn riffs for fucking three hours. But that was your first forte in working with another human, you know? And like everybody's yeah. gotta have that you gotta dip your toes in the water if you really wanna become a musician because you can have a solo project where you are in control of everything, but most people don't do that right off the bat. You got to yeah. work with people to at least realize, oh, I can't work with people. It's a stepping or, I enjoy like, working with people. Yeah, it's a stepping oh, we, stone. Of, like when you we hear skateboarded. Loud, you hear like a loud amp, though. You're like, dun, dun, dun. You're like, oh, shit. And then like a cymbal gets hit and stuff. You're like, all right, now we're in. Like now, what do we do with this? You know, and start like yeah. jamming and trying to make music and creating. But go ahead, sorry, I cut you off. But yeah, we because we skateboarded through the day, like because we mm -hmm. just that's how I met him. I saw him skating outside, and I was skating at the time. And then I found out he played guitar, and I was like, oh, maybe we should do something. So we'd skate in the day and play in the night, and like that's all we did is just skateboard and play riffs and stuff like that. But eventually, I I, I got a guitar instead of the bass. I can't remember how that happened. I think I started using my brother's guitars because he had like a Les Paul and mm. my brother had all sorts of fucking shit in the house. So I, I ended up using one of his like Zepiphone Sheratons, which is a fucking massive thing with like a yeah, yeah. semi semi hollow body in it. it. Trying to learn on that fucker was a nightmare, but <laughs> so we just jammed together and then eventually we realized that we needed to be in the same tuning. So obviously I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. He went, oh, try drop D. So we just played drop D stuff for fucking oh, forever. Man. The unlo unlocking of <laughs> what? What's this? Ah, this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah. That's huge. That's always huge. You can be like, oh shit, I could just like fucking. <laughs> can be like all these chords all click. <laughs> Why isn't everyone doing this? I don't. What the fuck is Oasis doing, dude? What are these idiots doing, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was probably around. I was still in school, so we're talking 2001, 2002, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I'm just trying to think how I, what, how I ended up getting any further in there. I think towards the end of school, I got my own guitar, because I wanted, my dad had like a, again, because our guitar played a, a Gibson Les Paul. My dad had a Les Paul at home, um, but he just didn't want to give it me. I was like, all right, fine. He said, I'll just get you your own guitar. So I ended up getting a Jackson, mm -hmm. and that's, no, then I, I was like, yeah, metal, let's go. It had a sustaining app pickup in it. it fucking, <laughs> yeah. Woo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That kind of shit. But yeah, we tried to start, like I said, we jammed in his attic for so long, like just thinking we were the business, you know what I mean? And like, we tried to get a band together with our mates around around the area. And I mean, I can't even really call it a band. We attempted. And I had a guy from uh, my school called Titch who like had this, fucking like it was about this big like an electronic like pad thing it had four sample pads and then mm -hmm. you can plug in you can plug in like these two little pads for your feet 
So he had a, you know, had a kick drum and a fucking, and a hi-hat, but you could wire the hi-hat to be double pedal. And we're like, yeah, let's do that. So we're like, this little tiny little thing, like just jamming on that. But he used to play it with his heels first. So we like, his heels would hit the pads first. It was all fucking weird. Oh, so we tried that. We tried like bedroom, it, dude. we tried like bedroom recording for a bit. Our guitar player got a Tascam tape fucking recorder. I mean, my yep. brother had one as well, but he got his own and, we just yeah. started trying to record stuff like that. I mean, it was fucking rough for a long time. Oh, yeah, dude. But that that, that again that just talks about the drive that yeah. you're 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 dealing with technology that you don't know how to use, but you're just you have a vision and you guys have this vision in your head and you're trying to bring it to fruition as yeah. youngsters. I love that, <laughs> dude. That's why I really do. I, I appreciate demo recordings more than most listeners because I like to tap into what the people that I already enjoy from their later material. I like to just tap into what they were like as younger people getting to that point. You know, most people are like, oh, no, I just want to hear the 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 greatest shit that these people have ever put out. But I'm like, I want to I just want to see the whole process, because if this is so great, you want you would. To me, it's interesting to hear, you know, the the steps to get to that, you know. So hearing high school recordings and demo recordings, I enjoy that a lot, dude. So hearing this stuff, what you're saying actually would be enter- entertaining to listen to with you because you could be able to be like, oh, dude, this is what we were li- using. This is what we were trying. This is the bands that we're listening to. And I could be like, oh, I, get I don't it. know you if know? any of that survived. I don't know if any of that stuff survived. The stuff Isn't I do it? remember that we had was we ended up, I think we realized the people that we try to, it's always me and, me and the guitar player, we always kind of stuck together and like try to invite people in and just trying to get the thing to work. And at, the, at one point, at this point, we um, we ended up get, going to college. So we just finished high school and stuff, started to go to college. And I remember we recorded a four track demo, which was just guitars, as in like, check our demo out. Do you play drums? Do you sing? <laughs> like just trying to get anyone to just get involved with it. And I remember trying to get a guy on board. He came to a practice. I mean, you call it a practice. He was called, he was like the, the notorious guy. He was older than me in college. He's called Death Metal Dave. So you know we knew what was up. Oh, this yeah. guy, this oh, guy yeah. knows the shit, man. You got to trust a Death Metal Dave. <laughs> yeah, he had a leather jacket with some patches on it for sure. He didn't. He had a long leather jacket with no patches, but oh. he always wore an Exhume shirt. He fucking loved Exhume. All right. I'll trust him <laughs> just on that. And I was like, relapse. Yeah, I know about you. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he came to the attic practice and he just like singing for a fucking a little, little tiny amp and shit like that. And it was just fucking, what the fuck is going on here? So that didn't work out. And then Sam had a guy that he used to go to school with who played drums, a guy called Gary. And that's when it that's when it started. That's when it's right. We're actually jamming in a room with a drummer. I say a room, it was his front room at his fucking house, like a mile <laughs> away from where we were. But he had a drum kit, we had little amps, let's plug in and play, let's go, man. And like because we couldn't write songs and all the fuck we do, we kind of like we're more like a grind band, like the songs like a minute and a half, like mm, you know, just yeah. fast little things, like and that was kind of the beginnings of stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. So 
and then from those recordings do you feel oh we're a fucking legit band now guys let's book some shows guys come on oh, there's there's a there's a bit to go yet until the we were show worthy and that even that's a stretch yeah. man so <laughs> the three of us there's three of us in the room we we decide we need a vocalist so gary who's our drummer at the time knows a guy in his college called jay which is still our vocalist now so jay we sent him a load of songs that we liked there was decapitated dying for my sugar fucking malevolent creation all that shit went this is what we like can you do any of this shit so he sent us <laughs> he sent us his demo tape which was basically recorded through do you remember those old like plastic microphones that you get with your computer your pc <laughs> <laughs> so he did his fucking he did his little practice thing through one of them but like because he'd like heard decapitated first he had this weird Polish death metal accent like down all of the tracks. And we're like, fuck it, let's go. Like I remember was walking up to Gary's house for practice. Practice. Yeah. And there was just this dude at the top of the fucking road with a bandana on, some big boots on, and an obituary hoodie on. And we're like, who's this guy? He's got a bandana on. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know who's this guy so we got in there and jay being his typical self just started joking and just being himself and like this guy's great let's go and literally we did one practice with jay in that room got him on board and gary went no i'm out and gone he disappeared so we had no contact to jay like the guy wouldn't pick up his phone anymore because back then we didn't have mobile phones it was his house phone it's like if gary's not in he ain't in that's it yeah. the guy was the guy was gone. He was off the fucking beaten track. Like we had no idea what was going on. So anyway, so wait, you didn't trust the bandana. Somebody said trust the bandana, and then the trust. Well, the, hey, the personality spoke for itself when we got in there. The guy was funny. He was on the same wavelength. Do you know what I mean? He was like, "Quiet, let's go with this guy. This guy's great." And then obviously Gary leaves. I'm still in college trying to get. A, well, I'm trying to find a new drummer at this point. I'm like, right, we need a drummer. It means Sam still needs to carry on and do this thing. And I met a guy called Alistair who had a fucking huge tarmac kit. It was like double pedal, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, right, this is let's try this. So he he came in the fold. Randomly, we went out on a night out in town to a club, and Jay was there. And we hadn't had a note a number for Jay or you know any contact with him. And I was like, no fucking way, he's here. I was like, he's like, oh, so what happened with Gary? I don't know. He didn't give us your number or nothing. He's like, are you still doing it? I went, yeah. Do you still want to be the vocals? He went, yeah. He went, have you got a drummer? And yeah, it's that guy over there. He went, the fat guy. And I went, yeah. He went, sick. The fu- there's, a fat- <laughs> went, there's a fat guy in Dimmy Ball game. We're going to be amazing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like, so there's four of us then. Four of us getting together in the room and figuring stuff out then. So yeah, that kind of meant, went forward from there. We came up Shout with out. a name. Shout out fat metal drummers, dude. <laughs> Shout, out yeah, Nicholas. Dude. Shout out Nicholas Barker, man. Let's go. Yeah. Gene Hoagland. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Nick Barker is always my reference to like, hey, you don't have to be fully in shape to be a <laughs> fucking metal drummer because look at this guy. And then I show video of him playing with Dimu and you're just like, uh, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yep. puritanical fucking. Oh, yeah, man. God, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Such an epic fucking performance epic Sick album. album yes yes very very big pinnacle to my early come up which we're talking yeah. about your early exactly time. exactly but um yeah. so okay all that was happening and you didn't 
when was the first gig like when was the first uh lineup you had where you're like practicing enough and getting to that point where you're like let's do a gig so we had the four of us it was obviously me the guitar player sam jay was on board and the new drummer alistair so we had a few sessions with just the four of us and alistair brought in a guy called jim can't remember his surname i had my old five string bass that i had all those years ago i went play bass because he was he was a he was a shreddy ibanez guitar player which i didn't give a shit about at the time i had no idea what was going on so here's your bass so he wouldn't turn up he'd like come every couple of weeks and it was like this ain't gonna work out and jay went right i've got a friend who can play bass he couldn't but it's fine so we brought brad in so brad me brad jay and sam were ingested but we've got alistair so the band at the time we call ourselves age suffering you know mm-hmm. sick early 2000s name whatever yeah and like we weren't really that good we just kind of played i mean it was more diet cannibal corpse than anything else it wasn't unit leader sounding you know we were trying to be dying fetus trying to be suffocation trying to be whatever but it was we weren't good enough it was just like typical run-of-the-mill death metal sounding stuff so we spent a lot of time just trying to get a set together trying to write songs together and um our first gig was our mate's front room in stockport on like bonfire night in like 2004 and mm. like we I remember, like, I remember me and Sam being in like his dad's car, like driving the the amps that we had. We had we had fucking I don't know if you it was like a Marshall DFX. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll know what that is. I think so. Like, yeah, really awful, just shitty little stack amp, and it was we had two of them, and then we was were it running like digital effects. Amp? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was My bad. Had that, yeah. It was bad. So we ended up running. We used to run metal uh, metal zones, and then we ended up getting a DOD death metal distortion. Oh god, that's where that that's where our killer tone started. Then, <laughs> so we had a DOD death metal going into a Marshall DFX. <laughs> so we had that shit running. So you can imagine what our first gig sounded like. Yeah. So we just put Alistair in the corner of his front room. We had our Marshall DFXs, and she had like this one monitor with his vocals, and that was our first gig, man. And you Damn. know, we played twice, mate. We were that popular yes. that he did it twice. So we did two sets that night. There was about 10 people in there and a load of people outside like, what the fuck is going on in this house? Like, what is, what is happening here? So Wait, yeah, what's yeah. Bonfire Night? It's Guy Fawkes. You celebrate Guy Fawkes oh, burning yeah, okay. fucking Houses of Parliament, whatever. It's fucking stupid shit. We've all got our dumb things, haven't we? <laughs> but yeah, I remember being sat in the... the I think I mean, either we got a tax or he's... Or Sam's dad took us. I can't remember, but I just remember going, "We've made it. We got our first gig." Yeah, some guys, some guys from room, bro. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, uh, that's feel, totally. That's, I mean, even it's funny just to comment on the death metal distortion real quick. Like, how good did they sell us on that fucking name of that pedal? <laughs> yeah, gut rip. Whatever the other one was. <laughs> like death, death metal. We're gonna be death metal if I purchase this. It's got blood splatter on it. This is perfect. I've still got it upstairs, man. I never threw it away, man. I've still got <laughs> yeah, that yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, if, got... if if Berserker can use it, then surely I can. Come on. <laughs> they they use that? Yeah, yeah. Of course he fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> right on that, like the Berserker had that fucking DVD where they like took him through like the recording of the albums, and it's like I remember seeing it. DOD Death Metal Distortion went, that's the one for me. That's the one just, like for me. DOD just paid him like like four hundred dollars. Like just hold that <laughs> in the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember actually, I mean, the Metal Zone was actually kind of 
kind of sick for like a shitty amp. Like, yeah, if you had a shitty amp, it like, got you a chunk. Like, exactly. Like a legit chunk, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you can actually run that fucker through um, the send and return. It sounds amazing. Yep, yep. No, through like I, a, I remember that's what Cannibal Corpse was. That they were doing it through the send and return of a Mesa Boogie, like yeah. a dual rectifier. And I was like, Cannibal Corpse maybe, from Melzone? Maybe that's how you were supposed to use it. And no one knew. Do you know what no, I mean? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it through the front of the amp. It's fine. Just give me all that hiss. Oh, yeah, that piercing hiss. Perfect. That's the I didn't know. I Nothing about a send and return back then. I was like, I, whatever, dude. You just put it in the front, right? And you're just done. Like, mate, learning. I, yeah. I still didn't. I, I don't think I even acknowledged the send and return until about fucking 12 years ago. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not bothered. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, so you're playing that. You play the show. Yeah. So, um, real quick, do you have like your volume on the the laptop? It's I'm, getting, in... I'm getting I'm getting an echo. Uh, shouldn't be reverb or no? Uh, delay, delay, delay. Hello. No, it's just straight through this microphone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a little bit of a delay or a echo. Maybe it's maybe it's fucking UK shit. I don't know what's going. On. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, it's the fucking oasis coming through. Fucking echoing <laughs> <laughs> back to us. But uh. <laughs> no, so you're playing your first show and stuff. So you play that with the. So what was the next step from there? There was, there was a student. Well, I think we ended up joining. There was other bands that we kind of started talking to online. There was a band called Ah, oh, what the fuck were they called? It was an awful name. I can't remember. Ah, oh, what doesn't matter. We did two shows with them. There was mm -hmm. one in Stockport again, which is which was local to us, and then we played in maybe Southport, which was like near liverpool um but we also did one in the students union so we ended up just like there was finding local bands that were big i'd say bigger than us it didn't really matter at this point <laughs> they put the show on we played with them and that's kind of what happened so we kind of like started getting contacts so we did a couple of really local shows i mean bands don't play stockport i'm just gonna let you know that that's a weird that's a weird place to start Okay, because it's like Manchester's ten minutes down the road, but we ended up playing Stockport. Makes no sense, but <laughs> that that was the early beginnings. So a couple of those things happened. We did a show in Southport. I remember that, um, and then we kind of started going to all the underground shows that were put on in a club called Satan's Hollow. I don't know if any of you have made it over to the UK and played that venue, but nah, it's like an let's play the and, Underworld. That's all I've ever played. It's much better than. Satan's Hollow. There was a much better one to play. Basically, Satan's Hollow's it's a dance club. For, it's a metal club, so it's got like fucking weird like devils in there and all the pillars have got faces on them. But the stage is in the middle. So like the dance floor is in the middle. So you'd set up and you'd have people just around watching whatever was going on. It was a weird fucking setup. But that's where all the shows were. You know, so like Inveracity there, fucking mm. Insidious Decrepancy, all that kind of shit. Nice. Gorgasm. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. I saw Gorgasm there. Fuck yeah! Um, oh yeah. So yeah, the guy that was Insidious, putting on... Insidious was he with uh... Sean Worker? I know, but was he? Did he have live drums with James or did no, he... no, no, no? Okay, no. the drum machine on a bar still was was that era. So I did I, see it enough. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like the no drums for that. For just for just, they get away with it perfectly. I think Insidious is perfect with it. Future Pile and <laughs> Future uh, and, and Wretch, like. Those three Those bands, dudes, I was like, yeah. I was like, you guys, that I want to see you guys with a drum machine. I don't know why, yeah. but it's like a nostalgic yeah, yeah. thing. But I, I don't want a drummer for you. <laughs> like, please, yeah, I yeah, totally agree. 
Yeah, I just love fucking Sean Whitaker getting all weird on stage <laughs> and just fucking doing this creepy crawl thing, and that's like what I'm here. For. That's what I'm paying for. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Wait, yeah, exactly. he's still so doing wait, it. I'm I'm watching the uh, uh, comments Jedi grind. So was that the time that you were playing with Gorgasm? That's oh, you when Sean would have seen you. That's what he says. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sick. I mean, I can only think of one time that Gorgasm played Satan, so that must have been that time. I can't remember what the lineup would have been though. I think Gorgasm was headlining. I can't remember. It was so long ago, man. But all the gigs went through there. So we ended up speaking to the promoter and he got us a gig there, but it wasn't it wasn't an underground death metal gig. It ended up being like, I can't remember what they were called. Just a straight up like metal band. So we did that gig. But through that process, um, Lynn, who's our drummer now, Lynn was playing with his band on the same bill called Decapity or Welsh band and he was doing some mental like crossover shit and I was like okay who's this guy because we need to talk about this guy because we could only play certain you know tempos and types of riff with Alistair because yeah. he could he could he could blast but it was pretty fucking it was pretty slow and all of us were obviously into the unit leader sound and we're trying to gun right. for a quicker pace and we saw this guy went right this this is the guy weirdly enough the promoter that put us on had formed a band called Crepitation. Okay. Um, and then Lynn had joined Crepitation and we they ended up starting practicing at the same place that we eventually were going to practice at. So we ended up getting, the guy was like, like cool, because he was in the Manchester bands. He said, look, I'm going to put a split CD together. It's going to be my band Crepitation, uh, a band from Burnley called Castrated, who were like the death metal band in Manchester. And you guys can be on it as Age of Suffering. So we're like, okay, sweet, let's do this. So we ended up, I was at college at the time, but there was a studio at the college and I ended up lagging some time there. It wasn't enough time to do an EP, Jesus Christ. I think we had like fucking three hours and like in our heads, we're like, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we went We went down there, recorded the drums to no click. He, the guy was not tight enough for click. He wasn't tight enough for anything. So yeah. we got that back. We we got the, <laughs> we got the, the tapes back. I sent it, I gave it to my brother. He put it into his task and, and we tried to record to it. And it was like, this, this ain't going to work. Place, yeah. This is not going to work, bro. So we ended up like phoning, phoning the guy in Crepitation, the promoter guy. And he's, and I said, look, we need, we need a drummer. Can your drummer drum on our EP and we can get this going? And I, so I spoke to Lynn. He said, sure, let's do it. We ended up doing that. But he said, all my band members have left Crepitation. So if you get Lynn, then I want you. And I went, okay. So we ended up being in two bands together. Lynn and Lynn and me played guitar in both Ingested and Gravitation. So mm. there was like a year of us like playing the same shows with the same, it was double duty for a long time. It was fucking weird. Yeah. So we eventually ended up recording the EP, the split CD. Obviously me and Lynn were in both bands. So we both did the CD twice, like whatever. So that happened and that was a thing. And then, at that point, we decided that all the material that we had with Alistair was not good enough. So we scrapped it all and started again for the EP. And that's when we came up with Ingested. That's kind of when Ingested officially was a, was a thing. So was, the only that the name, was that the name at that time? Yeah, we call ourselves Ingested. Age of Suffering sucks. We need a one. We need a one band, a one word band name. Mm, yeah. You know, you've got Gorgasm, Devourment, like Devourment. Let's get something <laughs> like that. So I was like, Devourment. Is there anything close to Devourment that we can steal? And I, we, uh, there was other names that I'd try and come up with that just didn't work. That it was just yeah. awful. 
So we just went, if we settle on the one name thing, let's go with that. And I just, I just went, oh, ingested. Has anyone got it? No, right, cool, let's go. So yeah, just, that was it. That was literally it. It sounds a bit like Devourment. We want to want to play slams. So if let's fucking... you want to hit the synonym dictionary, we're, mm. we're going to cross paths right there. Another, I wonder if you could, if someone was like nerdy enough, like to like, think of like the death metal version of like, you start with something, you consume it. <laughs> and then you and then you you're ingesting ingested Consume the forsaken <laughs> and then you yeah yeah and then you uh bowels of i don't know there's like you know shooting yeah. something out there's the whole process through death metal band names oh 100 <laughs> isn't that definitely darkest basically oh yeah death metal right. is very into the digestive system <laughs> yeah well, one band, i've been listening to you guys for the last week and stuff and um one band that i i mean probably from your i think it's from your same area that i actually really kind of just listening to like you know i was like okay it's like a groove like i'm, I'm into it because i used to be into like i'm in all this weird prog music and all this like technical weird shit and that band discarnate came i mean yeah. they're from, they're yeah, from yeah. your area right are, are they not they're from like uk or yeah they're from they're from Horsham. Yeah. It's like no, it's, not, towards... it's not disincarnate. It's discarnate. Oh, okay. discarnate. Um, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I think yeah. they were back in the day called disincarnate, and they had to change it. And they went, ah, oh, it's not going to work. And then he changed to discarnate because I, yeah. I remember the like the early days. I mean, we've I've known we've known those guys for a fucking long time, man. All yeah, that yeah, underground yeah. stuff. That's what I figured. All... I figured. I, I, like, yeah. I was listening to I've listened to them for a couple of years. Um, did a full listen to you guys this this last week, and I was like. I could see they have to be bros or like that oh, yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like it's like the Santa Cruz scene was like all this kind of same style of technical weird death metal coming out. It's like all kind of close to each other and just like isn't that I was like, funny though? It's like yeah, yeah. All, like a lot of people do uh like lump us into the same thing, but we all how we perceive it, we all had our own original like take on what was going on and at the time like in your in local, that area yeah, in the area yeah exactly. and you yeah. guys are definitely have a more of a heavier there i don't even it's there's differences that are more how do i how would you compare yourself to them there's definitely differences that were like focusing on you guys were like had heavier parts we like, we preferred the most parts yeah too, i mean lynn lynn Lim was one of the fastest which yeah is, yeah like at the time, there was him and there was Rushy who played in Garotted. I don't know if you remember Garotted. Oh, yeah, yep. oh, yeah, Garotted. Like, like for pace, it was them two, and we mm -hmm. ended up getting Lynn. So, we already were above some of those bands in terms of speed because Lynn could do it. So, we ended up, you know, Lynn's like basic speed at the time was like 280. So, we just start writing songs in 280, just fucking fly. So, yeah, we definitely discarnate had more of a groovy feel, but they weren't as quick. So, we had, I mean, the backbone of our sound is is Cali death. You know, it's, it's speed. It's we couldn't do the technical stuff because we weren't good enough in terms of the guitar playing and the odd structures and stuff like that. But we were definitely attracted to the speed of it, and then we wanted the heaviness of like fetus development, suffocation, slam riffs, and that's kind of what the sound was at the time. That's what mm -hmm, we could play. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we were. No, definitely, oh, yeah, dude. It's so fucking sick to listen to. By the way, I was like. Before I was I was working until probably an hour. I'm sorry, thirty minutes before we started, and I was like, I'm just gonna throw it on again. And I was like, fucking working. It was like <laughs> classical music, you know. People like <laughs> classical music to 
to do their like they have to like symphonies going so they can work or something i was sitting yeah. there i was i was doing this and i was like and it, type like, into a rhythm and shit i was flowing you know I'm, I'm on like the technology side of things but i was like sitting there just like updating shit and i was like it just like had me in a flow and i was like i wasn't worried about what you know the other music that i listened to was just like oh it's like oh that's in fucking that's in fucking seventeen eight right there. I can yeah. You know, we I like, I'm not. I'm not like we worried ain't about not. that. We, we we ain't not for for a good time and a good headbang. That's that's all we've got oh, for you. Man. Man. <laughs> no, was, actually, right before I was just like, man, this is like perfect working music. Like I can just fall into a groove. Just it can be like something that just kind of moves me, yeah. and I don't have to like fucking like, oh whoa, they're doing like a flat. Thing. I don't know. I'm yeah. not like doing all that shit. You know, it's that's like I don't even know what that is. Don't that's even one, know what that is. That's <laughs> one of the, thing, one of the it. things that uh, I in, I uh, felt when doing what Joel was talking about, listening to Ingested to get ready for this, because I will be full disclosure. I was not. I I had naked heard from about the waist you guys. Down. I'm naked from the waist down. <laughs> I got an ingested tattoo on my inner thigh. I'm letting it air out because if you let it touch other skin, it actually gets kind of infected and shit. So, um, no, but this week was one of those crams where it was, it was, hey, Anthony, you haven't been paying attention to this band. That's the yeah, yeah, totally. the thing that I was getting from you. Like you guys was, oh, there's something here that you, Anthony Trapani, would be into, and you haven't been paying attention. And when you're at your now, age now, it's attention. a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal at our age. Yeah, yeah. To to be told in your own mind to pay attention to something, like, oh, here, this is something that you will be interested in and i have had a great time with you guys have put out a lot of fucking music dude yeah to be honest i i i couldn't like hit everything across the board in the amount of time that i had you know but i wanted to touch on the beginning you know somewhere in the middle somewhere in the end and um i had a great time with it dude i really did and 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 you can kind of tell that what I was bringing that what I was going to was there's a lot of bands that have they they can hit you in the slams yeah but, but they can't hit you in in the other aspects you know and when they come with the other aspects and try and front with it then you can kind of tell uh you guys aren't really like on that level you're trying to sound like you're on that level but you're not and with ingested i'm like these guys are on any level you want them to be on we didn't want like us we really attracted to the heavy side of stuff and slam specifically but we didn't want the whole song to be a slam like there's a lot of bands like that can rely on that and it works well for them but it sometimes loses the impact if you've got three or four riffs that are slam riffs so like yeah. when we when we would decide to put a slam and it was there for purpose, you know what I mean? So that's kind of so we'd have to try to figure out what risk we're gonna do. So it's just always tremolo fucking in yeah. veracity <laughs> rip off fucking all that kind of shit. That's kind of what we were doing. But the, what you just hit on was purpose and what yeah. I feel that that like we have an extensive catalog of ingested and we have to ingest it. And Ooh. when we right. do we come to realize that the newest album is right now honestly like 
the peak of you guys as musicians because i really feel like you guys are finding something in this newest record that came out that that you hadn't uh, not necessarily you may have touched it on yeah previous albums but i think that the way that you guys and i know i'm fast forwarding when i'm bringing this up but i'm just saying that i'm i notice what you guys were doing in 2020 up until yeah. now yeah, yeah yeah i know i i realize that you guys weren't lazy drinking beers at, at wake up you know and 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 just lounging around the house until it was time to binge watch your show until you fell asleep. <laughs> you know, I could tell that you guys were working. Yeah. We're pretty time. consistent with that. We do work really hard and always writing stuff. But yeah, I mean, going back to through the catalog, I mean, every album's got a little something added towards the toolbox, if you will. Cause it's like, there's a lot of bands that I'm absolutely fine with keeping the formula the same black dahlia murder there's a formula there you expect yeah. what's going to happen cannibal corpse yeah, yeah, yeah. dying fetus suffocate suffocation is never going to do a left turn and i'm all for that but for me because each member of the band's got kind of some we, we kind of veer off in our uh, um our influences so naturally that's going to come in you know as yeah. long as the as long as the backbone of the band is a death metal band which it always is right you know we're not afraid to just tap into something in each album because i don't want every listener to to be you know to get used to it uh, you know sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't but ultimately if we're satisfied with where we're going at particular time that particular moment in time of writing stuff then we're going to go for it and just going to go try and do it you know no. what fulfills us that makes sense dude and and having um a group of dudes that are that have their own individual tastes but like you said, having that one backbone. So you guys all come together with that backbone. And then if, if you can have a group like that where everybody is willing to um, hear and accept everybody's contributions, there is something that very interesting that could happen from that. Maybe it couldn't you know yeah. but it's just that that climate of of not just having the one point of influence but having all these influences come into the one cauldron and everybody's stirring it together with their own giant fucking whatever you stir a cauldron dipstick with, you know? there you <laughs> go <laughs> no that's i mean i mean going back to what you were saying about the uh i mean how the songs like i sometimes you can hear a slam like a slammy style band and you're like oh they're just trying to get to the like the heavy part that's what they're trying to do like for these yeah people, like, yeah it's very flowing so you, you mm -hmm. on a good mm -hmm. point anthony like it's like i was just listening to it just like with a nasty face the whole time and i was like it just had this like nastiness to it it was just fucking gross but you, in the best but you way didn't want to stop that nasty face no I, I i listened to i would literally because there's been bands i mean on here where i'm like i listen to a few songs like all right i got their style i got it you know but like these i just put it on and when i was, I was working and i was like i don't want to stop this this is like it's smoothly transitioning the heavy parts are exactly the place where they should be and i'm making like well <laughs> i'm doing that moves what's going on? i'm like i'm like typing like yeah Ooh. <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean and it's like it doesn't feel forced at all it just feels like that's that's the smooth 
style of what's supposed to happen. It's not like we're trying to get to the breakdown, dude. Let's get to the break you know, the whole time. It's like there it's a it's an aggressive piece of music with heavy parts in it that are coming when I want them to come. And that sounds sexual. But... Yeah, basically <laughs> basically we're saying <laughs> that ingested has made us older guys uh not be bored with breakdowns because they're yeah, at exactly. the right spot and and you're giving us enough yeah how how everything's organized and tied together is a, a refreshing aspect to that you know subgenre yeah. of death metal that us or, or I shouldn't even say us just me personally I mean Joel's feeling it too but I'm just saying this is I'm speaking for me, the guy who's the older guy who's heard so many slams throughout the last fucking almost half of his <laughs> life, you know, yeah. and, 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 uh, more than half of his life and, and loving all like most of it, but being able to understand that there's certain times where people just do it to do it. And yeah. I didn't, and that was our way of complimenting you and saying that you kept us interested. Well, job well all done. that underneath it, you know, that's, I mean, that's the, that's exactly what the sort of band we are. That's exactly the kind of um, experience you should get from ingested. You know what I mean? Cause no one's coming, no one's coming looking at my guitar playing and going expecting fucking necrophages or spore possession. No one's looking at me for technical fucking, I mean, enough bands are like, you, you know, you go find that all you want, but I ain't giving that right. to you. You're gonna right. get like you're gonna get this concise song with these bits and then these bits, and you're gonna bang it. You're gonna nod your head for it, and that's that's kind yeah. of what. And it's all. well, it's well executed, and it's well uh, organized too. That's the thing. Good. I'm glad that's it, coming across. Is, well, is, the funny thing about it is, like you talked about, like how you went through the levels of like going through the relapse and seeing the guy yeah. the shirt that did that and. You can kind of tell that in the music a little bit, you know. It's just like pull in, just pull in little bits. Just give me that. Yeah, you, that. Can't, you can't yeah. give like a professional musician like a year and then listen. Here's his death metal and like yeah. make it the style. Like you can tell that's authentic. Just like you just can tell when it's authentic. You're like, all right, I can tell. I don't know why I can tell it. I haven't pointed out why, but I can tell that I believe it. It's like there's yeah, there's definitely you know. homages to Cali Death. That's when I, oh, yeah. Sean, when I heard you say that you grew up on Cali Death, I was like, oh yeah, I I know. I listened to your shit. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, there's there's elements in there definitely. I mean, that, that's that's the thing that kind of put us a bit above some of the bands in the UK because the UK had its kind of it's hard to explain. You can hear a UK death metal band. There's something about it. There's, there's either like a jokey element to like the lyrics, and there's a bit of a fucking, I don't know. Just to me, we always joke about it. It just sounds like British death metal. Whereas yeah. we, we, we primarily stole from the US. We're like, this is better than what we've got. So <laughs> let's take this instead and then do our own thing. Like for many years, I remember our first US tour, and people thought we were American. I'm guessing because of stylistic choices or, mm. or what, just the, what they heard. I mean, I was like, that's a compliment. You I, know, know. I, I thought you guys were American too until you came Sick. on the podcast. And when I, I listened heard to you talk, and I was like, "There's an accent there." Earlier, I did too. Totally true. Totally true. I did too. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say that when I heard the first yeah. early stuff, I actually was thinking more Canadian because I was I feeling despi despised icon. Yeah, a, yeah like, we stole a bit of that in the early days as well. Beneath yeah. the mask, a despised icon breakdowns. Phew. Oh yeah, absorb it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, man. But hey, dude, that's—I mean—that's what we're all doing, you know. 
That's what yeah. musicians, classical, there's or, no, everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, there's no original aspect to anything that we're doing. Fucking impossible. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> really, unless you really want to go proper left field and like almost ruin your career, then let's, you yeah, know. I, exactly. I mean, I saw, we released a single the other day and I saw a comment saying, these have been releasing the same song for 10 years and like had this weird little spiel and just like, but what were you expecting? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's like, no, no, I got this new guitar that it, it only does rhinoceros noises. When I, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still the songwriter. You, you're gonna hear me. That's and then I'm the one guy. It. I'm the one guy who says that sounds fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking hell. Like, would you want me to do stick a fucking harmonica in there just to, just because it's gonna change your your ear sound? Like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is new. It's like, no, you're gonna get this. This is what you're getting. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, Joseph. Joseph, I got you. Got a question? Oh, it was a comment. I saw you on. I had to look it up. I found the exact concert. Um, it was the Devastation on the Nation tour, 2015, with uh, Christian and Origin. Yep. In Oakland, California. I remember that, that show. Happened, happened to be September 16th, 2015, which I didn't need that much detail, but that's what did it that did that show did that show turn into like more of a festival like. It was all joined together because I seem to remember parasitic being there. It, it was oh, parasitic okay. ejaculation and oh, shout out SoCal. Yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was more like Might a big been, fucking uh, tidbit. I went to high school with two of the parasitic ejaculation members, the, the brothers I, that are in that band. Yeah, oh, they were in high school. Just, it's Santa Cruz, right? Yeah, I remember them like yeah. blast beating in the rehearse in the, the I was band actually room. referencing the band parasitic. Parasitic, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> sick band, but right. um, yeah. There's a few of those, but uh, <laughs> parasitic See, ejaculation. You're all stealing it. You're all stealing stuff. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, I was like a year or two older, and I'm like, yeah, you know, there's like a bunch of metal musicians that went to my high school, and I was like, yeah, maybe these kids will go somewhere. And now they're like playing huge shows, better, you know, bigger. But um, anyway, that was a fun show. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I went for Origin. I remember seeing Ingested and being like, yeah, these guys are sick and uh, definitely deserve to be on this package. And I remember, I think, was Surreption on that tour? Yep. Or was that a different... Okay, Surreption nope, was a band. I like took their t-shirt home. I'm like, Deterioration of Minds. Let's fucking Super go. sick. Yeah, yeah, And um, yeah, man, I just it's it's just cool to see you guys still doing it, obviously. That's cool about the slams and stuff, and the slams and Surreption. I remember seeing, you know, Zenith Passage obviously has the same yeah. or similar style to them. And I'm like, uh, seeing Surreption, I saw Surreption with Suffocation with Anthony. And yeah. uh, I remember and- like... So that style was like the atheist do, but uh, that style, um, with the like the heaviness because I just I'm like on this, I'm also half deaf, so like I can't hear a lot of things when they're going too fast live. A lot of the techie stuff, I just can't understand live. I'm my, my it's just to me, I can't like fully break it out, but like, surruption had the yeah, I was like yep. immediately doing this, and then like the slammy stuff, I'm doing this. But like the techie stuff, I have to know the song or else I'm fucked. Like right, I don't know what's right. going on. Like I have to really know the song or else I'm just like, okay, what's going on? And I like my you have like, like rhythmic references to follow yeah. in surreption. Totally. Yeah, it takes no, me a while to memorize surreption songs front to back. It's there's a lot of sections. You can, you can still do that. You can still do that. Yeah, you can find a pocket somewhere. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and like and for I, the tech shit, it's like, oh, you haven't. It's like you show up to a shit uh, show, and you're like, oh, you haven't read that book, dude. You know, you know what's going on with the story. <laughs> well, this is like a Frodo fucking. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like my like, right eye, I can't see out of it, dude. Yeah, exactly. And it's I it's, can't read. It's to me when I've I've listened to the techie bands and I get to see them live, I'm like, fuck yeah. But if I don't know the techie band and I'm watching yeah. them, I'm like, I don't know the reference, and it, I, I they haven't figured out. I still I'm just like in my like. I have this fucking fantasy of them getting somehow. I guess tech death metal has to have like like a silent disco where we can all have like a good mix <laughs> yeah. in our oh, ear yeah, and it's like dude. not too loud There's and like I can hear help. everything that's going on and like I mean, um, Archspire does a pretty damn good job like yeah with their um like their audio techni- uh engineers and stuff like that. I can pretty much hear what they're doing, but they have a lot of breaks too. They have a lot of these breaks and stuff. You know, like there are like, silent like, references clubs. of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, a everybody, death metal. everybody's wearing gets a pair of headphones before they walk in. Well, and in the future, it's probably gonna be like, like this. No, no. There's, I've actually, I've a, was almost posted a picture of me at one. Um, oh, you already been to one? Oh, so I'm just referencing something. Oh, no, I know. I was on mushrooms and I look insane. I have like a, I'm wearing a banana suit and I have like <laughs> a cheetah, mushrooms. I have a cheetah, like a blanket on, like a cheetah blanket because I'm cold. And my friend, like, <laughs> I was like not social with anyone because I was all. They gave me too many mushrooms. Anyways, but like <laughs> there's a, there's literally I think there might be a, a like a mark. I mean, I don't know. In the future, probably like 15 years from now, there's going to be someone that comes through with like, hey, do you want to hear like a sick mix? And then like whoever you're close to, like you can have them in your microphone or something. I don't know. There's like for a lot of the faster music, it just it really kind of white noises out for me. And I, th- I have really bad hearing too, so it's no, great. I can't wait for all the all the audience to hear all our mistakes in fucking. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I, was like, I know. I was like, fucking, when I was in decrepit and shit, and I'm like, please take that shit off because I'm gonna miss some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like one like popcorn on the double bass, or one like messy note. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, but, like, yeah. I mean, we. We run in ears these days, so it's like I can hear everything I'm doing that's fucked. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. I hope yeah. the audience doesn't get to hear that one day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so it's name my idea. But I do, I do think that. So in in-ears, though, you can hear like literally the board mix just coming in straight. Like I've never we, got to use them. We've got our own mix. The board mix is separate. Okay. okay. So we split it. We split it in the rack unit that we've got. And we set our own levels in each individual ear. So. Mm-hmm. So nice. you guys, you can, you guys can like. There's one note that you missed that like no one else can tell. But hundred percent. Like, and I'll be looks. You get looks. Fucking no. <laughs> actually, a lot of bands will listen to each other. We don't. I listen to oh, myself wow. and album drums, album guitar, album bass. I have about that much of Jay live just so I can hear him just about because he'll throw me off because he uses one ear and he's fucked. So if I if if Lynn, if Lynn drops a stick and stops playing drums, I've got no fucking idea. I'm just like, this is amazing. Oh shit! <laughs> like the, the show's stopped completely, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, well, that's exactly that's what happened. I mean, he doesn't worry about us dropping a stick and picking one up. We're not going to miss a beat. He's just going to fuck up for a few minutes, uh, a yeah. few minutes, Jesus Christ, a few seconds, and then pick it back up. So the only mistakes I'm hearing is me. So I'm just like, yeah. oh, I'll be fucking fuming for like forty seconds. I'll fuck that up. I'll fuck that up, and it's like. I don't know. I don't know if he's a good Gabe, or a bad that's thing. That's Gabe Seaver style, dude. Doesn't Gabe yeah, yeah. only go for himself and album tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, for me, I never got to experience that. I would always be like, just I would rely I'd, from back in the day. It would just be like snare. I just want snare, <laughs> kick, yeah, and then like a it's little exactly. bit of guitar. Exactly. 
Snare and yeah. kick, please. Up and just me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my, dude, my show sounds sucked. Like I never got to hear a good yeah. decrepit song or anything. Like I never got to. It was always just like, <laughs> like, just like no vocals and just like a guy just like like machine gunning me in the face with like, <laughs> and I'm like, it looks like they're they're into it. I can tell they're, the the yeah, the, yeah. Pit started, the pit started. It's good. <laughs> I know where I'm at. That's all I care about. So, yeah. But nowadays, with the in ears, you could just hear a yeah con- a mix of everyone and be like, you can pick. So with that mix, do you just go board to board and just be like, plug it in, and the mix is the same every night? Yep, exactly the same. Jesus, don't get don't get me wrong. The room will sometimes alter something, and you might tweak a little something. Oh yeah, for some fucking weird reason. But the idea there is plugging and play, and I don't have to fuck around with anything. That's that's the Gosh. that's the goal there. That's what Ominous did on the tour last year. And yeah. I considered taking a gig this year and I got in touch with the drummer and he told me he actually plays to the album drums when he plays live, which is crazy because I've never oh, heard of a drummer doing that. It's always wild. you play to the click and the pre-recorded stuff, which I'm used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I play to the real drums. I'm like, well, you can't even <laughs> improv without clashing <laughs> with what you're hearing or something. And he's like... I'm drunk, dude. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's just about having a good time. And I'm like, all right, that's that works. So, drummers in the future are just gonna be like, all right, dude, let's fucking play, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oculus, dude. Low key, I, I think introducing crazy. like music stands for technical music, like King Crimson style, could be cool. But yeah, and that's what Casey did. Casey would just like in, in the he just dropped off, so I could talk about it right now. In the studio, he'd just be like, "Yeah, I know, the, I kind of know the song, but I just need the sheet music out and just fucking that just also, the sheet music." I'm like, "What the fuck?" That's a different type of person. No, that's not. That's not. <laughs> yeah, me. yeah, yeah. No that's way. A Casey Howard type of person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joel, if they if they uh, projected like the tabs behind them, do you think that would help you <laughs> hear it? If you could like see the scroll, by scroll. It actually that, actually could help me, but if it had, it'd have to be like big. Like yeah. <laughs> really big in front of me, where I'm like, all right, like watching it for a second. I'm like, because there's sometimes there'd be sometimes where I'm like, I didn't wasn't be able to, I wouldn't count it. I wouldn't actually go one, two, three. It would be like certain breaks where it'd be like, fuck, it's a stop feel. And it was like 16 times. You know, I would just have to like, we'd all have to feel it and we never counted it. And we yeah. usually nailed it, but there'd be times where like we'd be drinking or something, and go someone go stop and go da da da, like an extra two notes, and every just we'd be all like fuck. Your echo, your echo is super gnarly. I've been noticing it on everybody, but your echo echo is like super gnarly, Joel. It's like there's a little Joel repeating everything regular Joel says. I can't even hear what you're saying because of your echo. <laughs> so fuck StreamYard. We're gonna go on to a new streaming service next week. Is that what it is? No, no. It's Sean. You have something with the. With, I don't. You have an echo somehow. God damn it! Use your inner monitors when you come on a podcast. You son of a gun. Wait, are we no speaker this? on it though? You just are you just sure yeah. hearing this computer speaker too? No, no. When I uh, when I when I mute him, it goes away. So we're blaming you now for audio <laughs> issues because now they tried to blame me. <laughs> hey, just pass this- it around. Just pass it around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone has issues on stage. It's like oh, things where you 
Like, oh shit, I guess there's no Everybody who's in the chat right now, it's all your fucking fault. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's run quickly the uh just just the band history from catching up where we were with the earliest release, the like EP that was the or the the comp, uh all the way up to the newest one. You've been on like a few different labels. You were on Century Media Media for a while. So on Metal Blade. We started, like I said, we did that split and then there was a label in the UK called Grind Ethic. And so we signed on to them after two shows. So we did that split and that split alone. And then we got poached by Siege of a Media Records before our first album. That was around 2008. And back at the time, it was like, because we were still in the underground scene, it was a big, it was a big thing that we moved on to a label that was putting out you know, not underground releases and other stuff. So we kind of like got some flagship bands for that label. Uh Whitechapel. Okay. That was their first album on there. Annotations and Autopsy were on there. Gotcha. Um shit like the plasma rifle, all sorts of mad shit. Um for sure. but yeah, we signed with them. We got kind of like nudged out of the underground scene a little bit. And so we kind of like just did our own thing and ignored all that kind of stuff. So we were seized of Amida for like Surpassing Surreption. Did we leave after Surreption? Uh, so we did two two records with Siege. Then they merged with Century. So mm-hmm. we did Architect with Siege and Century. And then we just ended up being with Century for like the cycle of that album. But we had we had an A&R rep there. Then Sony bought them out and an A&R rep disappeared and we got some other guy. And then he wouldn't answer our emails for two or three weeks. So as soon as Sony took over, we realized we went from like, here to fucking all the way at the bottom i see yeah yeah so we just went can you release us because this is fucking nonsense so we just yeah we got released and then we we went shopping for labels and it ended up being between it was weird it's like we weren't people didn't really want us and it was odd we're like surely we we must be someone out there and then we got two offers it was victory records which i'm sure you you know that that would have been a terrible idea (laughs) and unit leader records which was like a weird look back in the past it was like all the bands i grew up were on the unit leader i was like well yeah let's do unit leader even though at the time we were trying to push a little out and you know not kind of in that 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 route but the route worked out well for us i mean with unit leader for fucking quite a while there's quite a lot of releases on unit leader and then obviously mm-hmm. we, we joined metal blade you know our contract came to an end with unit leader obviously when eric died uh weirdly enough the guy that signed us for siege of amida joined hit took his place and ended up joining the label and being our, our rep there. But, mm. you know, once our contract had ended, we were satisfied that we'd done as much as we could on that label and decided to move forward. And luckily we got one of the best labels out there. And so I was like, yeah, this works for me. No, fuck you know? yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. telling, I mean, tell the story. I mean, for going from like a, a, like a independent label to a big label, like what's the jump like, like, like I know when we were, I mean, when I was in Decrepit, it was like, it was a unique leader to, to nuclear. nuclear Blast. Yeah. And just like, there was just like a guy we could call all the time, like Gerardo, be like, hey, dude, this sucks. What's going on? Like, <laughs> and like, we all of a sudden we had a guy, you know, that we could just call and be like, what's going on here? What, like, talk about like a band going from that kind of like more independent label to like a, a like one of the giants. I'd say the biggest thing is staff. It's yeah. there's, there's a whole staff for all aspects of of the project so it's like mm. obviously we had an a and r guy 
then we got a project manager and then we had all this all kind of like project manager it's like so we had all these contacts <laughs> with these different areas of, of the label whereas like with unit leader at the time it was like three people but we'd only deal with jamie so like yeah. you already knew yeah. like but metal blade was such a huge thing you could feel how big it was as soon as we joined like yeah yeah and just you know invoices came on time invoices paid on time this is there this is there you're doing this this and that so when we went to metal blade we were Lynn, our drummer, was still managing the band. And we went, right, we need to get a manager. So we ended up getting a manager as well. So, like, it all changed. It's, it's you know, it all feels pro, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that being on Unit Leader didn't feel pro, but it still felt... Shout out, Matt. Ind ...independent and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's it's still, like, you're not, you're not, like, you didn't make a ton of money from going, like, small to big, but you also got the opportunity to tour yeah. way more often because they were like, oh... A metal bay band like you all of a sudden you get the offers yeah you get, a, mean, you, get a, you get a booking agent you get like all those things like set down we we already had that in place to be honest i mean the only okay, thing okay. we we mean we, we, we've been with um well we were continental we a guy called the dan defonce who's now on TV. oh yeah, yeah yeah i know dan. I yeah, dan we were with dan since 2015 for the states and we we had a guy called martin who was i can't remember Martin now works for Avocado, but basically we were with Martin beforehand and then he joined Avocado and we went to Avocado. So like we kind of already had all those things in place. We've got connect we had a we've got an agent in Australia. So everything was there. It just label wise, we'd hit where we we've got as far as we can go in terms of the label. Cause yeah. If you look at the roster, we were kind of like hitting the glass ceiling at that point. It's like no offense to any of the bands, but we were one of the bigger, bigger exports on there. And it's like there's there needs to be a next step here. So the next yeah. step was we need a bigger label. We need a manager. We need to push the band forward as far as it can go at this point. Mm -hmm. And obviously, don't get me wrong, it comes with its its pluses. Metal Blades, are, you know, is a respectable label. A lot can happen. You know, there's more eyes on it. But mm -hmm. in terms of the work ethic and the tools that we got, it was all us early on. I mean, gotcha. we've we've got a manager now who who's managing Cannibal Corpse and Whitechapel. So we do have extra avenues to explore now. I guess that's the music industry. It's... The giant giant knobs. Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's no, no. I know Johnny knobs, but no. Um, <laughs> yeah, when my my first European tour, Johnny knobs was doing sound on that tour, so I've known Johnny a long fucking time. But yeah, yeah no fucking rules. <laughs> yeah, I love the guy, man. Down and he's also a fucking chill ass dude, very professional. Yeah, he's tour managing the Cannibal Talk Corp store, yeah. so I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be a breeze. Do you know what I mean? Awesome. So, but yeah, we yeah. share the same management, uh, uh, unchained management. So you know, doors have opened. If, if yeah, you will, right. the, the thing that we wanted to happen has happened. So, well, it's the it's the bigger fish in a smaller pond moving yeah. to a bigger pond type deal, and yeah, and now you're in the bigger pond and you're seeing the possibilities and what you can do in this bigger pond and whether or not you guys act on it at a, the right time because of how that we've been works. terrible for timing we've been awful for timing we're always <laughs> just i mean we're fucking 17 years old at this point and we've always just missed just keep missing these little things it's like yeah. now it kind of feels like maybe we're getting the right the right things now do you know what i mean because... we've all felt those though dude. <laughs> you know, we, we've all gotten those where you just realize that the fucking climate you 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 didn't catch up to it at the time that you yeah. wanted to do yeah. something you know always a step behind man. but just keeping <laughs> your art out no matter what dude it's still gonna be you know it's been um, consistency for sure i mean 
I mean, up until 2019, we were the same lineup since 2006. And obviously, once things... We tried to go full-time in 2018, which meant, you know... No jobs. No, I kept my job just... I mean, I, I went on a sabbatical, which made it kept my job in place for two years. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, obviously the pay was fucking awful because we were just still first trying to go full-time. And we just didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And so many mistakes were made and a lot of debt. But, yeah. I mean... If you fast forward those two years of touring full time, I was in and out going back to my old job as and when I could. But once 2020 came round and um, my my sabbatical would run out, they said, "Are you coming back to work?" And at that time, the whole year was planned, and I said, "No," because you know this is still moving forward. And then, literally on tour, COVID happened and everything shut down, and I was left with no job whatsoever. So I was like, begged yeah. for my job back. I went, "Can I come back, please?" And luckily, I got my job back. But so that yeah. puts back back a few years, but fast forward a, away from COVID, we went all in it again. We we tried twenty twenty one was just trying to get back together, get it going. Twenty twenty two was putting all the right things in place. We got management metal blade, and then I eventually went. It, it got too much that I couldn't balance the two jobs, and I quit my job in October of twenty twenty two. And now it's fucking straightforward. Oh, this is this is, this is it now. This has to work else. There you go. And we fucking posting letters until I'm 68, and I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, Sean, I I uh, I back that move, dude, because I want I want to see you see it through, yeah. and, you know. And I I watched uh um YouTube video of you guys during the pandemic. You guys put on uh, yeah, we did a full live set. Yeah. Uh, yeah very professionally done very entertaining to watch that's where we thought it was going at the time though i mean yeah, yeah. this is no. this is what we have to do i mean we, but joel and i have a mutual friend dan kenny my best I know friend dan. from I know yeah, dan. you know dan yeah. and um and then suicide silence was doing kind of the same thing when they did that yeah. tour like buying tour virtual tickets virtual yeah. tour type thing that they did i thought and, yeah and, i thought that's the way it was going to be Joel and I both sat back. I remember Joel and I having this conversation of, oh, this is now how things are going to have to be done. Yeah. Not only that, our homie is at the forefront of this shit because nobody else is really doing this. And I thought that that at that point, you're like, I have no idea how long this thing is going to last. Just kept going. This might be live music now, guys. Well, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was like a. Because I always talk about, you know, with bands and stuff, like, obviously, it's a struggle nowadays. And, 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 you know, like CDs, like, who the fuck, like, CDs nuts. Like, a lot of people don't have CDs. Like, they're not doing CDs. It's like, I mean, they're doing CDs, but I do, motherfucker. I know, but I don't have a CD player anymore. I'm like, all the, my shit's like, I got the new things and they don't have CD players anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that was, that was my like vinyl, you know, of my era. And it's kind of like seeing it go away. And I was like, seeing what you know the stream spotify what, what these things are bringing to the table and, and it seems like less and less and less it reminds me of like just a corporate job where it's like oh yeah first your commission all right now we're getting rid of commission now you're hourly all right now you're hourly all right we're cutting your hours all right it's, it's, it seemed like that kind of thing was happening in, in the music industry and i was i've said a million times on here like what can you do outside the box like the van hemorrhage has a bus that they drive around and they just park in front of places and they play and they're doing fine. And there's like 
things outside the box in COVID. Doing I thought, fine. The last few live videos of them have been cops shutting them down. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, I know. There's gonna be like a law against it pretty soon. Yeah. But uh, still, like it's a, uh, it's it's cool though to see like the innovation stuff, and and I think COVID really for forced bands to be like, all right, dude, you want to quit or do you want to do something new? And I thought like there was bands that I was watching that I was obsessed with that were like doing live streams and they were coming oh help us there was one band that i saw it's like a, a nerdy program it's like help us write a write a song like we'll do it live like for they were like trying different things and i was like that's fucking cool i mean in this age it's not like cd sales and like the basic things that we used to like know growing yeah. up it's that's like basically what it was it's not yeah 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 it's like, that it's, whole period was difficult it's really weird because it's like obviously the streaming thing started happening I think Suicide took quite a big risk doing a tour that way. I'm not sure yeah. how we how it worked out for them financially, but we we went we tried to get really on top of it. And the company that we worked with, with they were like, "This is what's happening. Let's do it." So we got like a decent rate to work with them and do our first thing. So we managed to do a bigger venue, bigger budget, look pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it it paid off. It, we didn't lose yeah. money doing it, but it wasn't like this is the future. Do you know what I mean? We're like, yeah, yeah, we're kind of yeah. like, well, maybe this isn't the future. And then you could see all these bands doing Patreon and, you know, yep. the full-time bands are trying to do all that kind of thing. But it's like, you know, we had, I had my family and my kids and my, I, I got back to my job and I was like, well, I can't give all the time to Patreon because I can't just sit there all day and ex hopefully get money. How many return. kids you got, bro? I've got three. Oh, same. We're in the same boat, bro. Me and you. <laughs> Fucking full house, bro. That's so great. As my grandma would say, did you guys figure out what the cause is at yet? <laughs> <laughs> 11, <laughs> 11, 7, and 5. I've got, I've got uh, just about to turn 9 and 2. I've got two. I've got twin boys. They're about to turn 3 in a few months. So are they all boys or the oldest girl? Oldest is girl and I've got twin boys. All right. Damn, dude. Uh, so that was like, I am not. I am not spending my days trying to make content for Patreon. I'm going to go to work. Exactly. Work the job. So like you were saying, then bands are trying to figure out what to do there. I, 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 we just went, right, we've got all this time. There's no gigs going on. So what can we do? We remastered our first EP, got it remixed. We had that ready to go. We re-recorded our, our second album entirely because we couldn't find the original stems yeah. for it. And we fucking hated the way it sounded. So we went, fuck it, let's redo it. And we wrote two albums. We we're like, right, that's what we've done. So we've got yeah, content. That's, that's pretty good. Once this happens, so have this EP, have our second album while we can't tour. Here's our new album. And we've already got one. So we just kind of did it that way. We thought it's going to yeah. come back. It has to come back. So hopefully when it comes back, we've got all the shit ready to go. God, so. I think most bands that like bit the dust were bands that like released. They're like, dude, we're going to release this album, dude, February 2020. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to tour it. And then we're going to like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, gee, so I mean, as as was pushed back six months during 2020, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I know, I know, bands bigger than us would they fucking wait until shit opened up again? But we're like, why? What's the fucking point? Totally. Didn't like, we sitting around? Didn't synesthesia come out January 2020? It did <laughs> just yeah, before it shut down. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't like you know we we had we weren't you know, we had families and jobs and like yeah, we're not yeah, like yeah. trying to like dude we're gonna we're we're like old. To us, I mean, we're old. That was in we, my just, head. we still love making music. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least you didn't have to worry about touring it anyway. So hey. there's no pressure yeah, yeah. there. Totally. Best, exactly. All you festival promoters that are listening to this right now, you want Odious Morton to play? Decent amount of money might get us out there. <laughs> I'll go for about six bucks. Name <laughs> your price. As long as as long as I can sleep somewhere and 
like flights paid for if I get flights, bucks, dude. Yeah, ham yeah. and cheese sandwich in a hotel. That's probably what you get. <laughs> yeah, if you totally. Get us know, out, if you can get us out there with our equipment, then... it's like you're it's hey, like going into Europe nowadays. Like you're instantly like, like the bands that were going to tour in Europe in March or something, 2020. Like that, that there's so much money that's spent in plane tickets, hotel, travel, like everything yeah. that's like that's like instant negative so it's like you start off in the hole and then you have to dig yourself out it's europe for us going out there like mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah i mean yeah you're luckily for you guys though your visa process to get to our side of the of the world isn't as bad as it is getting us to fucking your side of the world is it? visas oh my fucking god oh yeah Jesus. we're like i think every u.s tour with flights and visas and then it's about ten thousand already in the hole it's a it's a dui Jesus, bro it's one dui wild. On your tour <laughs> one dui yeah if you're, if you're... how much do you like that's how i that's how i uh he's from pacifica he knows how much a DUI that's how i count money guys okay? speaking of pacific the thousands dui is ten thousand the dude who i'm about to do a live bagging and i'm sending it oh, dude. To- oh we got it dude. Go live bagging. Up, uh, oh. dude where's casey with the soundtrack dude i know casey uh he w- went to bed because he had a long day at work. Uh, well, love you, Casey, but nobody knows that song. He I has. know the song. I think I know the song. It hit it. So okay, so Sean, let's explain it to Sean because Sean doesn't know what the fuck's happening. If so, somebody orders if a, a shirt, shirt while we're... I do. I understand. I've seen it. It's cool. Boom. <laughs> He's got it, dude. <laughs> I have to figure it's not out a complicated song it is. We have a current live no, bagging. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna rock you, dude. There it is. This is it. All right. I gotta find the shirt. Now we gotta find the (laughs) shirt. I didn't say I was ready. I just said I was gonna. I just found the song. Like Jesus Christ, man. I love that you guys are in on. You guys got it, and I'm just sitting here fucking just talking into a microphone, dude. It should have said live bugging in five minutes when I'm ready at bug. T minus five. T minus five when the professor's ready. (laughs) No, that's that's crazy, man. Ten thousand dollars to fucking come over. That's like. To me, I remember like, just and that's not including the merch bill that we've got going. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, like I remember like the last decrepit tour I did, we put ten thousand in merch just to leave, yep. and that's like yeah. we already had it. It's like it's like all right, let's go. Like let's drive four hours. <laughs> like after we put the ten thousand in merch, and like it was nothing to do with like getting to that place and then doing ten thousand merch and then leaving. Like it's twenty thousand. You know, it's, it's like, crazy. Like the risk insane. involved is just fucking frightening. God. It's absolutely fine. I mean, like when we eventually, once things started to open up again, well, like guinea pigs coming to the states for the first time because we, oh, I, yeah. I can't think of another band that made it from our side to the states before us because it was the um, fit for an autopsy tour. Oh, okay, okay. Are we doing like, live begging? Are we doing live begging? He's what, you, just, you just start folding right now. Just wait, wait, wait. let's you let's show up for a second now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, let's see your folding style. I remember Max was giving you shit from... Oh, he's, oh, he's rolling, rolling it. it. He rolls it. Oh, roll, That's roll, old yeah. school rolling it, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a double shirt order, so I actually have a lot of leeway with respect <laughs> to... Roll two next to it. Yeah, dude. It's nice. not nice. as uh, satisfying as tucking a single shirt into a 9x6, but... <laughs> so they go the OG and the, and the full yep. color? Nice. Shout, shout out, out to... Who, who are we shouting out to? 
the guy at the top, the top oh, of the, the beginning. Uh, the beginning guy. Oh, it was, uh, oh, shit, I can't remember. I'll scroll up, dude. Shh, I got it right here, dude. Joe Hartman. Oh, Joe Hartman? Up, dude? Oh, yeah, yeah, what about Joe Hartman? He's That's down the, the street from, from Anthony right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's been, he's, he's been behind on, like, time-wise, but every week he hits CDP. You know, so he... CDP? Is that what we're calling it now? Fucking no, that's CDP. what I just called it, dude. Fuck you. Whatever, Fuck dude. You. Your, your hat's A, dude. Dude, I, Aloha's back. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Um, nice shirt. Uh, no. Nice. Nice. Look at that bag. Look at that bag. That's a double bag. He just bag. hit the um, Asvidal Espidal episode. As- Asvidal episode. That's how I was in the beginning of this episode. Poor Sean. Yeah. We just get all drunk at night, and he's in, like, it's like 6 a.m. Oh, like... I want to, I want to join you guys, but it's five to seven in the morning. He's like, I got a fucking family, dude. I can't. <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I, I know how you feel right now, but no, I was just gonna say he just hit the Paul That's episode, it. and I'm just like, dude, he's that many episodes behind because Paul was what eighty something. I don't know. You memorize like numbers? No, I don't. I, that's why I'm asking you guys. Is this a Joel? Uh, I think he was eighty nine, eighty eight. We should, uh, we should. No, I'm not arguing with you. Oh, yeah. So, what happens when when does your day start, uh, Sean? What are you doing the rest of this day? Well, it's a bit different these days. Obviously, like I said to you, once the band went full time, and I've had I've had two months off since touring, so I'm just trying to really find my work. Normally, my day is getting the kids up and getting to daycare, and then coming home, going to the gym, and then doing some ingested work. But the the wife's taking care of that this morning, so I, I might get back in bed, man. I don't know. I'll see how we get on. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, too, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a real question right now, dude. A real, real juicy one. Um, when you're out on tour, how do mm-hmm. you feel being away from your children? The first tour I did was very strange because and wife, obviously. But I'm just saying, you know, feeling well, being away from the family. Yeah, I'm. I've, I'm really good at cap and mentalizing like aspects of my life so i kind of get my head into the game of all right i'm on tour i worry about this day-to-day basic on tour and sometimes you know the wife has a go at me because it's like you're not thinking about us and it's like i know because if i do then i'm gonna have a horrible time for the next four weeks so i've got to kind of focus these things but it's kind of like a prison like a like it's like being in prison like you don't want to like have the wife like yell at you then you go back in the cell it's It's just about being away from oh i know i know but you don't want you want things to stay positive is what i'm saying i mean i've been touring i've been touring since i was like fucking i don't know 17 18 so like Mm -hmm. i am built that was around before the family yeah yeah i'm used to it and my wife by the way um, I've known her for 25 years, so she saw me get to where I'm at. Like she knows, yeah. she saw me playing guitar, starting to play guitar, and all this kind of thing. So awesome. it, she that's understands the, that that's the thing, man. So that's the same thing with me and my wife, dude. Even though I don't tour, she always knows that if she truly sees me want to dive into something artistically, yeah. she she will naturally just say, "That's your thing. Go for it." She was the one that made me quit my job. She went, "You need to quit this job because that's, like." I mean, that's rare. I mean, I know right that a lot of a lot of. Uh, I want to I mean... meet your wife now, dude. <laughs> she, I, she sounds like a rad that's chick, cool. dude. Yeah, she's I, mean, I mean, a lot of a lot of you know, like women dating people in bands. You know, they get they're a little hesitant. You know, because it's like don't get me a... wrong. In the early yeah. days, when we were younger, there was yeah. obviously she she always wanted to be with me and come on the tours and stuff like that. But like, yeah. 
you know, you grow up and you understand. Yeah, what yeah it's like you would never, not. like, it's like one of those things, like, dude, I'm old enough now. Like, I'm not 20 in my 20s. I'm not trying to, like, make any mistakes. Like, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm doing my passion and stuff like that. It's like, it just seems like, uh, like nowadays, like a lot of, like, women, like, in dating people that are in bands are like, all right whatever like yeah your thing Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i mean because there's so many i've you know and to their credit i've seen some weird shit on tours but uh, you know like it's you know i've seen people that are gonna be yeah yeah but there's always i mean like for me i was like i was like a committed relationship i just want you just reminded me of one thing that you and i bone we're not gonna say that we both know did i say bone now sorry that we both know and uh i'm not gonna say who it was but it was the most unprofessional thing that a a girl could do for a band while she was on tour she got up on stage and did something that oh yeah yeah, yeah. yes yes you remember that dude yeah yeah there was a girlfriend of a band that was all pissed off and got on stage and like took the mic out of the while they were band. playing like oh no. somebody checked me shoulder checked me down there and she's like, like well, fucking uh, kick his ass or something something like that and we're like what the fuck is going on it's like i mean she unplugged another guitar player that had nothing yeah. to do with it once once in jesse started going there was a rule that there's no girlfriends on tour yeah not happening doesn't i think that's happening. a very good one I think that's so, a good. One. I mean, nowadays it's like they, they fucking wouldn't want to bother because it's horrible. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's like, like you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like playing's the only saving grace. Like, <laughs> you have to play, like you're like, this is the worst lifestyle ever. Why would you guys ever do this? Like, I don't understand merch people and drivers. I'm like, you get, you get nothing from this. You're just in hell <laughs> for four weeks doing the shittest bit of it. There's no buzz. This just like, nah. So, no, I, my, no, my my one of my best friends and and this is we live in this house together. He like came on a tour because he's a musician. He was like, I want to go go see and do merch. He's like, I want to do a decrepit tour and do merch and stuff. And he did it and he was like, it was the worst month of my life. I think you know? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's like, how about sleep barely and then like sell fucking cloth and then like pack it all up. And then like, and it was right at the beginning of um deal with you know, which with a lot of well, a lot of things I'm really stoked on now from musicians actually speaking out is like it because this is this was just starting when we were like doing that that tour that he was on, which was the 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 venues taxing and like counting you in and out oh, and like I so we exactly had ways to like sneak merch in. We were like we were we had a we had a we had a real sheet we had a fake sheet and yeah, like yeah. we had all the things going and like not this hopefully no one's listening from the venues but um it just became oh, like damn. this total like especially with gas with vehicles like things are getting so expensive like and then on top of it they're they're fucking taxing gouging your fucking merch it's, it's, i know it, it's robbery is what it yeah. is it's fucking totally. robbery it's fucked up man what it's is like, it about that guys like i mean no i already I mean, know, I know the answer to my fucking, question but it yeah. is just corporate attitude of it's trickling down now though because you you get used to it the the corporate stuff like you know the bigger the bigger companies doing it which bigger venues bigger overheads whatever okay it's let's call it a formality that you're taking this but when we first started coming to the stage we played these fucking dive bars and they're like it's a merch call i'm like what why what do you mean what what are you talking about so i think people are just they're just getting you oh we can do that okay let's do that it's a normal thing to do so they're trying to normalize it and for the most part, for the past decade, it's been fucking normalized. And now, only now you're seeing bands step, step out and fucking kick off about it because it is wrong. It's, yeah. You get the same arguments like, why why don't we get a cut of your bar then? Because 
the patrons that are coming to watch the bands are using your bar. So these people are here because of us, the act, the entertainment. Yes. So why yeah. can't we have some of your bar? Why are you entitled to our merch? None of it makes any sense. And yeah. I can feel, I can feel in the industry that something's going to come. Something needs to be done because it it can't it can't sustain itself. Like costs it's, going up. It's the question I've asked myself for so long: Why is the art and the artist the lowest on the totem pole in all of? Yeah, this security show? guards getting paid way more than you guys. It's like, if you know fans I mean? truly understood the logistics of a tour and they actually saw the percentage that come out of the money, they'd be fucking disgusted because it is insane. Yeah, you know. We get paid, we pay ourselves a salary now these days, yeah, just a flat rate. There's no like bonuses and stuff like that, just to keep the business afloat, the business going. Because, yep. you know, back in the early days, you'd go, sick, we'll split this amount of money. And then, oh, we've got flights to pay for, we're fucked. Yep. So now the idea is to just do the tours and get, you know, the money for the business and then whatever, whatever. So often you'd see yourself on tour, it's like the driver's getting paid three times what I'm getting paid this month. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, totally. What doesn't make sense? What times I've like done like many tours with Carcass while I'm on tour with Suffocation and stuff, and like after like a month long, it's like tour of, of like me spending my own money on food and doing stuff like that, and and they're like, all right, here's four hundred dollars. I spent two hundred and fifty on food, so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm but, literally well, negative. Like, that's you know, what we're talking about here tour with huge bands. You know, that's insane. Here's okay. It's a four band package. So here's uh four uh bowls filled with art, you know. And these are all the bowls that everybody wants to. They see the bowls and they're like, "Ooh, those are nice. That looks like a good breakfast, a good lunch, or something like that." You know, I I don't know. The metaphor that I'm going for is like, if I just take this much cereal. And he takes this much cereal, and then you get a spoonful <laughs> of art. What have I got left of my bowl of cereal? Oh, sick! Woo! <laughs> yeah, it, it really is that. It starts as this thing that is created by like uh, a handful of guys. You'd be luckily if there's milk like at the that. end of it, and then <laughs> and then it's presented, <laughs> and then everybody just like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I can I can show I can show this picture to somebody else, but I need to take some of it first. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, the the picture is going to be, but the art. Well, the people is that the, didn't, the but they didn't create the why art. everybody's out there that night. But the but the thing that, that sucks is like everyone's got their hands in it that didn't create any of it, and they're just like, I know oh, this is the this is the gold. That but we we're going to bring this picture. bowl to this city, okay? And everybody's going to be able to. In take it, take a bit of it. I gotta go piss in a bowl. Go for it, dude. And everybody can have their f little taste of it. But um, before you have a taste of it, all like a lot of chunks of it are gonna be taken away. By the time yeah. I get a taste of it, it's all soggy and is like a couple of spoonfuls at the bottom of the dregs. Right. That's what it, I get at the end of it. it. It really is like when you when you think of it on a business aspect, it totally is that. One now, day. I would like that first crunchy bite. Just, just <laughs> one day, bro. <laughs> right. Just a fresh fucking freshly poured, nobody else touched bite, mm -hmm. dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you, dude. But then and then you think you take the money out of the thing and it's like, all right, I'm making art to why am I making art? 
that's the first question why are you making art sean yeah you know i've had many years to think upon this but it's i don't know i think people get dealt a hand in life and they choose a passion and sometimes you can't dictate the way that goes i mean i just i just like doing it it's something i enjoy doing don't get me wrong there's aspects that are fucking stressful the money isn't a fucking factor because we all know being in a metal band isn't, isn't the greatest choice i could right. have picked another genre of music i could have been an oasis but i didn't i chose death metal and blast <laughs> yeah, beats exactly so with that you've just got to kind of kind of navigate how what what you are comfortable with doing in a band like i said you've heard our influences delve and change and it's not always a choice of don't get me wrong there was a time where i just wanted to sound like a brutal death metal band and that was all i wanted but i know that's not sustainable so luckily for me interests exists other genres exist so i'm not i wasn't afraid to put other things in there i wasn't afraid to tour with this band sign with this label because no, everyone else said you shouldn't do that we always had a vision to go forward and we've always tried to do what we could do with the limitations of what we have to be as successful as we can so why do I do it? I like the riffs. I just love playing guitar. I love, you know, I love, right. I love, I love the, I love being in a studio. I love creating a song. I love, I get excited about the artwork coming through. You know, I, I, I want to tick off this band. I want to tick off this band. I want to tour them, my favorite bands. And at this point I've done that. So you're always, there's always other goals to go for, but ultimately totally, I do it because I enjoy playing the music I play. And that and, attitude. And I yeah. can't, it's yeah, either it's either do this, try and do this as the job, and I know there's limitations, or I do this job nine to five, and that's me for the next fucking thirty odd years of the end of my life. Or I try and do this, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But we've so far we're seventeen years old. We've navigated the scenes and took these opportunities. I don't see why we can't continue to make this a thing for us to work for and and, totally and be a do. career. Do you know what I mean? I was going to say, just that attitude has got you to be on Metal Blade. It's gotten you to have an opportunity to go out in about a week with Cannibal for six weeks. There's a lot of luck involved. Don't don't let that. It's hard work, but there's a lot of luck involved. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like a game of way. poker. It's but like, I also... Like, I also skill, but there's luck. Yeah, I was going to say, there is luck, but I think that luck does kind of... Uh, Look, gravi gravitate <laughs> it gravitates to the right people dude. i agree with I, that as well i agree with that i think that yeah. if you put it out there it's going to come back to you you yeah. know what i'm saying i totally agree with that and i mean we've and, always put ourselves in positions to get the look it's not like we've just sat on our ass and gone well when's this right. fucking gonna roll around at least there's been yeah, work yeah, yeah. involved to get the opportunities but like i said exactly. it's not it I've doesn't get handed that, to you in life i've always noticed that like there's if there's something that i have my eye on i really need to happen and i want it enough and i'm it just happens because i want it yeah. so bad that it and i'm working towards it and it just it just kind of i'm not yeah. everything like some things just like you're like i feel like there's some sort of i don't want to get spiritual but there's something that like just goes like all right well you didn't think you were gonna get it boom you got it like you yeah. know you're like whoa i thought this was impossible i didn't like i remember my number one dream in my life when i was a kid was i can't i just need to play one show to open for decrepit birth like yeah. I mean, you know and then all of a sudden like five years later i'm in the band you know it's like there's there's things that like i've just worked for that i'm like oh we could i mean we're just a shitty band with no drummer and we're like working and everyone quit and i was like this is falling apart but i want it so bad you know and then like all of a sudden the stars just come together and i'm like what the fuck is going that's on that's the best thing though because it's like yeah. 
don't get me wrong, in my early 20s and stuff like that, the dreams of doing these things. Yeah. And as the years go by, you, you, you do get used to it in a business sense. You go, right, we're doing this tour with this band, this tour. But there are always elements that you go, fuck, I'm friends with Suffocation. They're yeah, my friends. Yeah, yeah. What the I know, it's insane. Fuck? I know, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm going on tour with Camel Corps. What the fuck? But it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there are always yeah. those times where you sit back and go, if I'd have told me this fucking 15 years ago, I don't even know. I don't you even never, know you never expected it. You were just like, fuck, no. we got we to gotta, we gotta get to that, that place where we can actually do this. You know? Yeah. And Here's like, the thing, dudes, is I think that everybody should have a goal where you can say something like Sean just said, where 15 years ago you told me I was doing this, I would have said, what the fuck? If you can do that, in your life it doesn't matter about going into music or whatever you're talking about whatever you whatever you want to like there i think i believe that when you have a goal it what makes it a true goal is when you say i want this to happen and you really feel like that needs to happen. It's not naturally just it. like the want, the actual like in your heart. But I'm want, saying, you know, there yeah. you could say, it. yeah, you could say it and not want it. But there's like this thing that happens where you have the right feeling in life, and you just say, "I want this." It naturally sets this thing in the back burner that will always be there for you to get to that thing. If, I think humility is big though too. Like I think that, yeah. like for me, it's always been, um, like I want this, but I don't know if we can do it. But I want it, so that's uh, probably not going to happen. But I want it, you know. But like I'm going to work for it. But I don't know. Like every time I do the, I don't know. You thing, always, you always. Every time I'm cocky. The, the, every time I'm possible. cocky. But every time I'm cocky about something, like I deserve this because I worked very hard. That I don't get it. Yeah. But I'm like, when I have like a sense of humility of just going like. Well, I really want this, but it's I've worked really hard. I'm gonna work hard, but I don't think you know it's probably impossible to do this. But like, I'm gonna try my ass off to do it. You know what I mean? Like, but that, the fact that, that's, that I've always got still those worked meant that you had enough. Well, yeah, you were of that yeah. precursor of I can make this happen. That's yeah, the yeah. funny thing about goals, though. It's like I I can talk to you two and say being friends with suffocation and going to a dying fetus is fucking unbelievable. And then I turn around to me mom and go, I've done this. He's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mom, I, I own, I own John Gallagher's <laughs> guitar. He's my favorite guitar player in death metal. I have his yeah. guitar in my house. Yeah. She doesn't like, I like the, names. She's like, she's like yeah. I like Gallagher, the comic. He smashed up with the, the thing, right? <laughs> the Gallagher <laughs> brothers. Oasis. No, no. Yeah, Oasis. <laughs> a diff, different Gallagher. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> You can even be like, I'm opening for Oasis, and she'd be like, I really like that band Oasis. Like that, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a weird it's a weird fucking circle yeah. that we, we that have here. Circle. But that's the whole thing that keeps us going, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, you're never gonna fully like impress the people that no. you love. Yeah, yeah. Like no, your great. wife will never ever give you the oh my god praise. She'll like, know, she'll understand that it's exciting to me, yeah, yeah. but a perspective of it is like, oh, he's We're excited, not- so I'd I be excited. Wait, but, yeah, 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 yeah. She, but it re- deep it down, re- it's like she's not in you- touch with your childhood, and I'm like, what the and fuck? And that's okay, <laughs> that's, that's, another, you know, yeah. that's but the fact that she respects it and she like 
is is supportive that's huge you know that's what it is dude being at our age now uh, away from our early 20s and thinking that we're the shit none of us are the shit you know none of us are the shit and when you gather enough people around you that will give you just enough to be like oh i love this person enough to where i'm going to be excited with them even though i don't give a fuck what they're (laughs) excited about yeah i mean it's like that's all you really need dude for the most part i know i play death metal and no one really cares so it's like the average person's gonna shit. like i mean when i was quitting my my post-work job they were like so you're gonna do the band thing i was like yeah yeah so if you've got any any gigs booked any local gigs it's like (laughs) i'm a national touring act (laughs) i know i know they just don't have the they're not do you do do your own songs or do you do covers i'm like oh for fuck's sake it's like i'm I'm going on tour carnival corpse for six weeks (laughs) i've literally played new york city like more than i played my local i've been to new york city nine times i've been to nine times Yes, I am doing a show. I'm doing a few shows, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, like, you 100, playing, about 120 of them. But play, that's how... the local venue? You're playing... It's like, no, I'm playing in <laughs> LA, and then I'm playing in... Like, you know what I mean? It's like... It's like that's how... That's, that's fine. How, that's fine. Speaking that's of... Local <laughs> <LA>. shows. <laughs> Come see me. Also, Down speaking of Cannibal Corpse, I, I downloaded the Cannibal Corpse one. Oh, hell yeah. There it is. Boom. So that's the Europe fucking... Oh, I, can't fucking I can't pronounce any of those names. Barcelona, I got. Madrid. But our funeral that, and cannibal have a thing going i think that no matter it. who you are those um earth earthing aspects that the level you take you right back to the yeah. surface of earth you floated a little bit dude nah get your feet fucking back down i really i really think that um those aspects in life are very uh, important to push us forward. And you learn that those can come from people that are very close that you wish that would be more accepting in your path, but really it doesn't I don't mind it so much though. You know, I don't, I don't really mind because at the end of the day, I'll sit, obviously I've been in the band now for 17 years. I'm sit back and I go, Literally, what we do, what people hear is a guy doing monster noises. There's a literally a guy doing monster <laughs> yeah, yeah. noises, and this is taking me around the world. It's if you <laughs> truly step back and analyze what we're actually doing, it's pretty stupid. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I can I mean, totally from, understand why people don't like understand a, it. A literal like perspective of someone that hasn't gone through the the whole jump through the things and stuff, and they don't understand it. And you have to like the, the number one thing is is presenting your band to someone that doesn't give up doesn't know about death metal and you're like and you're like dude this is so sick like this is something i've been working on it's this cool thing in my life right now it's just like (laughs) (laughs) and that's what they're hearing they're hearing literally like someone like like fart into a microphone and like they're like dude this is the sickest thing my whole life's about this dude exactly that's exactly it so i tend to do if people don't know what i sound like i just give them an instrumental track and go like this is what i do right so they don't go. Yeah, yeah. I that's, don't understand. I don't understand what this is. It's like at least you can hear because you something. know the vocals. You know the vocals are going to have an issue. Like people have been yeah. listening to fucking like you know vocal driven music their whole life, and they're like yeah. they're only focused on the vocals and the lyrics. And then like you give them a guy going like <laughs> you know, and then like they're like, okay, well, what's in? And I told them, yeah, I usually tell them like I went through this too, 
and what it is as you turn to find out that the vocals in death metal are an instrument as well they're part of yeah. the they're they're like a didgeridoo of that's the only metal. way to explain it to them though yeah yeah because you can't to like change the race it's an instrument it's not this totally. is not a thing because it's taken <laughs> us 20 years to like you know 50 or 10 or 15 years to like actually like accept it and this burp, this burp sound <laughs> that he's doing is really hard to do like yeah, yeah. trust me it's difficult and shout out to jared dines uh that guy did a he did a special where he's going around like concerts going like so like like do your best death metal like yeah shit. i saw that yeah i did see yeah, that yeah. and, and some like, like, fucking <laughs> awful yeah they're like trying they're like so you'll say that it's it's not easy to do right like, and like he just goes around to everyone there's sometimes you'll get like one guy that's a vocalist of a band for 15 years and he'll be like do like pig squeals and all the fucking tricks and shit and then like that'll be like respect but people that are like kind of like downplaying it it's like try to do it like try exactly. to make it sound good like you know and cheney shout out to cheney like cheney was like yeah. she got on to uh to your mom's house podcast with tom segura and christina pazinski started playing her videos on there and then she tried to do it and started coughing like immediately. <laughs> and then she, uh, Cheney was telling me that Christina was hitting her up in the DMs going like, Hey, can you like teach me how to do that? And it's kind of crazy. Like I used to hate death metal, but now like, I'm sh like seeing, feeling her, seeing like a woman go out and just do it pretty sick. She's like, fuck, like I need to learn how to like how the whole thing works. Cause people just think like, Oh, you just make a, like a cookie monster voice and you're done. It's There's like, so much more involved. So much I, more. I I couldn't I couldn't do uh, I couldn't do one song vocals. I can do bits and bobs in and out, but standing yeah. there for thirty five minutes doing a show, doing the, it's not happening. I can't do it. It's too hard. It's too difficult, man. I mean, Anthony it's, could only do it like I mean, I can't much, do it right he, now. He would just like <laughs> blow me and just get. I mean, I'm <laughs> no, thirty five. I yeah, I've done thirty five minutes. So it's, it's that's gnarly, dude. I mean, doing a tour like that, like you have to do it like I mean. Like we toured Whitechapel and stuff, and I would just be like, "How do you like?" I'd just be feel like, "How the fuck do you like do this for forty hours?" Yeah, touring with Severed, it would be like twelve, thirteen songs if yeah. we could do our whole set. And yeah, that was a test of my physical ability. How was your voice when you got back? There was uh, a time on that tour where I had to stop talking to people for 24 hours straight yep i didn't yep. i stopped talking for a day yeah because there I, I it was getting scary uh, in the middle of it to where i felt like i could lose my voice you know Damn. and but that day after that i came back strong dude it actually was like I've I, I'm glad that I had that time. I didn't miss a show, and it was a long drive. So how's I your sign said, language? You're like, I I just basically flipped everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed him my dick, and <laughs> when I needed to pee, and <laughs> they pulled over, dude. <laughs> what did you show them when you needed to take a shit? Oh, you know, dude, you know I'd asshole. wink my butt a lot, dude. No problem, dude. While the driver in the passenger seat, look. <laughs> yeah, dude. I make sure that just shit in a subway bag and just like, dude, it's full, dude. It's full. We gotta pull over. <laughs> just shake it in front of him. Just be like, we're done. <laughs> so, speaking of, uh, um, uh, so I just noticed that uh, you guys dropped the music video yesterday on the Metal Wait, Blade it's... channel. Echoes of Hate official video out. I did not even watch it. I'm a fucking jerk. 
Can we hit Fine. up a Metal Blade? No, they'll probably cancel us if we play it right now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. So, so that's the that's the the probably the first or sorry the final release before you guys start the touring cycle for the record. Uh, yeah. Or, well, yeah, it was dropped specifically for the tour as like just something yeah. to just. You know, or was the Lorna Shore that you guys just did the Lorna Shore tour? Was that part of supporting the most recent release? Yeah, there? we the album came out. A few weeks within that tour so yeah we started the tour mid through october and the album came out the start of november so that was the official kickoff of the cycle i guess okay. who did the video it's fucking sick a <laughs> guy a guy called sean hodson at loki okay. loki videos he's done uh, pretty much all our videos for like the past fucking three or four albums nice so i yeah, gotta ask got the... yeah go ahead are you guys uh uh just a three-piece at this point uh if including members no, officially three pieces members. We get we hire people in for certain for either bass or guitar. Just depends how it works out. So we've got a bass player at the moment for Europe. When we go to the development store in the states, we've got a guitarist. It's just whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's about? That's, who's available? That's a. I mean, with Entheos and stuff, that's what they were telling me. They're like, we just it's chain of bean, and then we'll hire people that need because they just yeah. all the all the they didn't want like the announcements of like fucking Frank has left on bass. You know, like, yeah, just having a metal injection. But, like Frank left on base. No. Shout out previous Blake. guest Robert Blake for having the second. Robert Blake. That's his last the name. That, like that guy, like murdered someone, right on HBO. Am I f- fucking up his last name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I think it's it's Robert. Fuck, I forget his last name too. But I know who you're talking about. Um, he was on with uh um. Yeah, we had the NPS guitarist. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Um. I'm going to just ask more uh, tour-related questions. What are some do it, do it, do it, areas do in Europe that you're excited to go? Is there anywhere new for you guys that you're hitting? Uh, I think we're going to Finland. Never been to Finland before. Nice. That should be interesting. Not, you know, not smoke, smoked fish and stuff. Not that they're going to give a shit because it's pretty fucking particular up there. I mean, Scandinavia is a weird one for us anyway, but you know, we're doing a black metal funeral, festival. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a black metal festival and it's like, there's going to be a lot of this, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, wow, that's cool though. And then after they do that the whole time, they come up to you after and they're like, "That was fucking sick, dude." That was, <laughs> yeah. and like they're like, "Dude, yeah. everyone was like praying." I fucked up, dude. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. I I had to correct myself. I said Blake. It meant I meant Brown. Sorry, guys. There you go. Robert Blake's like a famous Robert Brown. He's, he was he was like a, a like maybe a that's why that I, that killed someone. That's probably <laughs> why it was in my head, dude. I'm, I All apologize, right. but it's Robert Brown. Oh yeah, yeah, got, you got it playing guitar in brown yeah on, on last several tours actually they did Sick. um and what was the last thing i saw i is there a tour after the devourment tour that was announced already or um we're doing download festival straight oh, after okay. we got one day off i think and then we go to download and then we've got two days after we've got like three shows with lorna shore in oh, ireland yeah. and uk okay, those are the ones i'm seeing yeah yeah those are already up yeah. on this website yeah, so exactly so. how is uh how's playing lorna shore shows those guys are kind of blown up no they're like huge now i it's i can't fathom how big that band is because it's like we toured with them just before covid we did a faces of death tour it's decapitated um beyond creation mm. uh and us and lorna shore were below us and i remember being on that tour we shared a bus together and we're like i don't think 
next time we play together, you're going to be above us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the last time you'll play below us. I mean, I was expecting them to get bigger than us, but I wasn't expecting yeah. a yeah, million, yeah. million followers and fucking Spotify followers. Am I? It's, it, I think even to them, it's, it's confusing. I think they've just hit a perfect pocket, a perfect moment. The end, the end of the Hellfire song just fucking got thirty exploded. million streams. Yeah, like I, my head, I can't wrap my head around it. It's like Will, because I know we know the band, you know, they're friends and stuff. But yeah, being on that tour, Will had to go out in disguise because he couldn't be in the streets near the venue. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. It's it's bizarre, but they deserve it. They worked hard. They've been a long band. You know, been going a long time. So, but I. I wouldn't expect to see this ever again, or at least for not the next decade or two. This is a yeah. this is an anomaly that's happened here. No, that's what I've said about them too. I'm like, it's just like they have this perfect mixture of yeah, like a Dimmu style with like the like a in disgusting breakdowns with the yeah. guy doing different vocals that I've never really heard. I mean, I've heard similar, but like all like like the one break where he does the barfing noises and stuff. Yeah. Like goblin vocals. Goblin, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, I'm like, Jesus. It's like, like Winter Sun, fucking Dimmu, Whitechapel, perfect yeah, yeah. mix. I mean, they all yeah, shred. Yeah. All musicians sh- completely shred, like they're fucking ridiculous. So, yeah. You know. Didn't the bass player become the drummer recently? Oh, yeah. He is a drummer that became a bass player for Lorna Shaw. Oh, so yeah. his background, his background is drums. It, and like, the, they're all friends. Like, did you, they just wanted their friend in the band, so he, he decided to play bass. And it's like fair enough. So, so when Austin Austin couldn't make the tour, it was a partway drive, so they couldn't make because Austin hurt his back. Then he stepped up and fucking did the drums instead. It's like that is ridiculous, man. The double bass. He just stepped up. He just stepped up and did the yeah, double bass. Just, I mean, let's go. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm playing bass right now. I might as well just double it. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, shit. There's a so you got to respect that. Like, not many bands have yeah. that flexibility and talent to just yeah, we'll do this. Like, I can do that. It's like okay, fair enough. You deserve, you deserve the accolades, yeah. guys. Good for you. Jesus. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another UK band related question. Um, I am coming on the record as saying I'm a Sleep Token fan. I'm yep. really excited for the next record. Uh, as the singles come out, I'm like getting more and more stoked on it. How is it over there? I mean, I'm like really on board with it. I think they're gonna be huge and i'm all for it is there well hype there too yeah it's huge it's like i got into them on their ep when they just started like 2016 and mm-hmm. when the band started touring i was like i need to go and see them but i'm on tour i need to go see them on tour so like when i'd see them oh they're playing satan's hollow oh they're playing star and garter and these are fucking tiny venues like mm-hmm. little venues like oh i've missed them whatever then it's next oh they're playing the Royal, the Albert hall they're playing this and this and i went and seen them in manchester and it was like fucking 1700 sold out. I'm like, this is wild. And they've done this all in the space of like five years. It's crazy. There's this uh, like kind of UK dubstep vibe to it that I really like hearing in context. It's uh, I used to listen to Submotion Orchestra, maybe not a popular band in the metal scene, but they're like UK dubstep jazz kind of style. Um, and I, I hear that I hear in that Sleep Token, Token, especially in one of the newest singles. It's like almost as just a dubstep song. Um, wow. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is like combining some of my favorite influences that I've never heard together. So I just want to shout them out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped for it. I've always liked UK, kind of like the Gent style coming from UK. I always liked more. I always liked Tesseract a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I mean, obviously going back, you know, UK just 
completely crushed the U.S. in classic rock era. And I'm always thinking, you know, they've, you know, you were saying how Ingested had to dip into American death metal to get your influences there. That like makes perfect sense to me. Um, I just think that in almost every other style of rock and metal, other than like brutal death metal, UK's always been the best at it. That's and now Beatles. We've got yeah. some good exports, man. I mean, you look at the bands that we've got that represent their own genres specifically. You've got Malevolence that are, you know, the hardcore metal crossover. Belief from Within, like a straight up great metal band. Silosis, you know, heavy metal. Oh yeah, I know Silosis for there's, sure. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot here. Obviously, those you know, representing the death metal side of things. There's a mm -hmm. good pool of talent here. Hell yeah. Well, fuck, man. I think we should start to wrap things up if that works out. Yeah, dude. 7.30 like, in the morning sounds there. Like, thinking, well, dude, I can go back you're starting right your day. We're ending <laughs> you're, ours. You're going to bed. I'm about to get ready and go out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man, for like making the sacrifice. And like, would you, what time did you go to bed and get up? Hey, I've got I've got two-year-olds, man. I'm in bed. I was in bed for nine. I was I was out. So, oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, don't worry about it. I was right. good. Okay, all right, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, Anthony, Anthony's all like, I fucking no, forgot. I, I feel him, the, dude. Nine o'clock at night is a great time to go to sleep. Oh, yeah, peak. you were good, yeah. though. You you were a great guest, and uh, yeah, yeah. Great, appreciate man. it, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, Sean, uh, I had a great time tonight, dude. Me too, man. Hope the oh, yeah, hope the Dark Funeral Cannibal Corpse tour goes excellent. Hope to see you in Anaheim in May when you guys are over here. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to be spinning that, that new record. What's the name of the new record? Sorry, I don't have it. It's called Ashes Lie Still. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And are okay. you going to be playing some deep cuts on the tours or mostly digging into the new material? Um, on, the, on the Cannibal Coat store, because it's a support tour, we're playing it safe you know, from various albums. On the headliner, we're pulling out some oldies that we haven't done for a while. Just, oh, yeah. you know, because we've got to compete with some brutal music. So we've got to pull out some of the old school stuff to just... Totally kind of be on the map Shut, but, real quick yeah. before we go back into the 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 wrap up of the wrap up jesus i've been drinking too but um one thing actually um we we saw white chapel with cannibal corpse yeah and you know i've toured them i love them they're my all my good friends but like i'm super cool dude they're my friends dude <laughs> right. i didn't mean to say that but um one thing they did that i was very impressed with was uh they did like that one uh the valley or something they did it's all yeah. singing and shit like and I was like in on a Cannibal Corpse tour. I'm like, the Respect. balls, the balls Respect. that it took. I mean, it got a lot of these, but it got a lot of these. Like, oh yeah, I can imagine. You know what I mean? Like, the, I mean, it's kind of like a reminds me of like Cynic, like going on tour with them. Or you know, back in yeah. the '90s and stuff, like where people are like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm open to it, but I'm around people that are wearing equally as black a shirt as, as I'm wearing, so I cannot show that I'm very into it. I think the climate's different now. <laughs> no, I, I know, think, I know. yeah. It was I cool though. It was, such, it, it was a ballsy move. Still, I like it, it was a ballsy move. It's still to this day to have a cleaning cleaning. God damn, we need to wrap this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> Clean vocals on a no. That's what I'm saying. Tour. That's what I'm saying. That's that's like the I was like damn. They did, that on, they did that on purpose though. I know they did. I was yeah. talking about ballsy, that. Ballsy, 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 but I think that it's yeah. a little more accepted now. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, totally. I mean that still though. It's like you're on a cannibal tour like it's like and what was the opening band that's shadow shadow of intent yeah yeah it's like it's all kind of brutal and then they're like no we're gonna sing and they're like only singing band obviously on there yeah and they just did it and it was white chapel which didn't come from that and uh to see them just like kind of blindside people with that i was like 
good move that was sick i, I like I that a lot i like that move a lot yeah i was like i was super down with it anyways but uh cannibal corpse is all rock right. and roll cannibal corpse is rock and roll all right <laughs> we should wrap it up with that all right dude sean all thanks right. a lot again for coming up waking up early getting here yes, fucking awesome. pleasure guys no I'm doubt dude super stoked to listen to your band like music fucking and if you're out, out. At, uh, flash that uh date list one more time well not really flash <laughs> it but, uh, <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're in any of those areas at those times and you can get there please I do i mean cannibal corpse dark funeral ingested in storm who, who is it storm what stormbringer stormbringer that's what i was gonna say i have not listened to stormbringer but i will say that I have listened to Cannibal <laughs> and Ingested. And that is a great fucking trio right there. So, and uh, we'll be listening to Stormbringer tomorrow because I want to, I want to see it, if that's the four. Tra- I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's wrap it up, brother. All right, let's <laughs> fucking wrap it up. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. Before okay, I go, video. Before yeah. I go, massive respect to all your bands like Odious, Severed, Carnivorous, Decrepit Birth, all that shit, man. That oh, was... shit, he came with the Carnivorous reference. That was Don't all... give him the Carnivorous right now, dude. He's too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was all my shit, man. I loved it all, so respect. Oh, yeah, man. Sean, oh, yeah, thank brother. you so much. Well, thanks dude. for fucking coming on, man. That's rad as fuck, dude, and I'm glad that uh, we can come together at this point in time. And talk about death. Mo- All right, fuck you guys. I I love you. And um, uh, Cali Run the video. Podcast, not big cartel.com, Uh, big uh, b- battle. <laughs>